Welcome to episode 31 of Mondo Cool Movie Dudes. My name is Mac. My name is Sean. My name is Keith. And this year's movie is 1985's Mask, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, starring Eric Stoltz, Cher, Sam Elliott, and Laura Dern. Mask is a 1985 biographical drama film. (laughs) Thank God for editing. (laughs) How about a plot synopsis? Rusty Dennis is the mother of Rocky, a seriously deformed but extremely intelligent and emotionally warm teenager. Rusty is a no-nonsense mother whose wild lifestyle is often at odds with her tenderness and protectiveness towards Rocky. She's determined that Rocky be given the same chances and happiness that everyone else takes for granted. So I guess we can talk about why we haven't done an episode in a year. For a lot of that time, we blew it off. (laughs) And then I started going to college close to full time, so then I didn't really have any time since, like, September, or at least not that much time. Recently finished my most recent semester so this summer we're gonna hopefully at least have a few episodes and if next semester i'll try not to blow off my homework as much <laughs> so I'll, I'll have more time to do these you dang slacker but i guess we all we're all slackers but hey i passed all yeah. my classes so i don't think any of us have seen this movie before i know i hadn't yeah i hadn't i had caught like a good chunk of it on tv one time i don't remember what channel i think it was either tbs or uh, abc or something like that I, remember, I barely remember anything about this movie though other than Cher was in it and this one kid kind of looked like a potato and that was basically it <laughs> well that's how i heard about this movie was through tv on uh the vh1 uh i love the decade oh like series. i love the yep. 80s yeah that one and they talked about it and i was like well, i don't want to spoil the review but i was like wow that looks really goofy <laughs> i gotta see this but uh yeah so that's how i heard about that well we joked about it on previous episodes i think a few times yeah and i kind of pictured it i think we you know we all did as maybe a little bit cheesier more of a, like a hallmark hall of fame kind of thing yeah like a sappy sap sap story yeah which isn't so much really how it turned out so let's discuss the cast first up of course eric stoltz who played rocky dennis the titular mask from mask he looked like he was wearing a mask in the film mask (laughs) there goes the pizza i thought he did pretty good he fit this role pretty well he's like this kid that's been dealt like a really bad hand but he like rolls with the punches like really really well which is more than I could say that I would probably do if I was in his scenario. <laughs> yeah, he takes it with a, a lot of grace. I like this guy's acting in this movie. He was wearing a lot of a lot of makeup, a lot of like prosthetic stuff, so it's like a lot of his emotion and inflection came through, through all of that stuff. And it worked really well. Yeah, that must have been pretty weird to have that shit on all the time. Yeah. But that took a, a long-ass time to put on and take off. Probably, and it's probably really sweaty and hot. But something, something that's kind of interesting about this movie is, uh, and I wonder if it would be like this if you saw something like this in real life. I kind of forget that he's, he has a weird fucking face after a while. Yeah. He, I, just, he, I just totally accept his appearance, and after a while, I don't even really think about yeah. it. Well, you get to yeah. know him. That kind of helps uh, lessen the impact a little bit. That's true. I feel like it's kind of like 3D in a movie, or a movie nowadays, oh, yeah, where yeah. it's like, it's really great. It's like noticeable at the beginning, but by the end of the movie, it's From, like, yeah, oh, maybe yeah. Maybe a half an hour, and then after that, yeah. it's just kind of, you don't even notice it's it. It's just like, why even bother with the 3D at that point? It's funny, the only thing I think I know that I've seen him in is Pulp Fiction, besides this. Yeah, he was the stoner drug. That, like, little black medical book. So next up, Cher, who I don't think I've really seen in a movie before. I know you saw, like, Moonstruck, and apparently it Moonstruck sucked. Moonstruck is... I mean, I can't say it sucks. I think it's it'd be just, fun to review, though. Oh, yeah, it would be one hell of a movie to talk about, <laughs> that's for sure. What about Mamma Mia? Isn't she in Mamma Mia? I haven't seen that crap. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me Please. Neither. I like Cher in this movie. She, for like like a non-actress, I guess, like a pop singer idol, she did a pretty good job. I mean, I guess she's, I guess on par with Beyonce. Beyonce's pretty good. And J-Lo, J-Lo's pretty good too. Not as good as J-Lo. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. You think J-Lo's a better actor than Cher? Yeah, because I've I never seen her in a movie. That Selena, Or Beyonce. Dude. Oh, J-Lo, you haven't, seen, you haven't seen Anaconda? Anaconda, yeah, that, that was her, her no. rising star, yeah. I have actually, now you mentioned I have seen Selena. Oh, uh, Selena's great. That was a pretty good movie, and my sister really liked it. I thought she acted pretty well. Like, yeah, like you said, she's not like a traditionally trained actress, so give her a little bit of leeway, but I thought she pulled it off. She looked mm -hmm. damn good. Oh my god, she's a fox, dude. <laughs> she, she still is a fox. What are we even talking she's, about? She's not that hot. <laughs> she's she's attractive. I thought she was pretty, but I don't know. She, she just looks like too much of a, a mom for me or something. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then just the, the giant hair. Yeah, the hair. I did notice the hair at one point when they were like sitting on the, the swing set or something. I was like, that With hair like, is crazy. Bob. Well, they they both kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His was a little more under control, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, well, he combed he his hair all the time. Mane. Yeah, oh yeah. Lionitis. Hashtag Lionitis. <laughs> lionitis. <laughs> that's what they said in the movie. I yes. didn't make that up. Yeah, that's what uh, they used to call it, right? Uh -huh. I guess. Is it like monthly nucleosis? No. Say what? <laughs> What is that? It was from that one episode of Hey Arnold when Helga got bit by a monkey and she thought she was going to turn into a monkey. Oh, shit. oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, Cher was pretty good. She was passable, I thought. I thought she was very good. She seemed like she really cared about Rocky, which, you know, Rocky's mom, she better care about her. You know, they yeah, had a really... Yeah, like, le legit Harley mom. No, they seemed like they had a really tight relationship. Good chemistry, I think, between the two of them. Yeah. Work well oh, together. Yeah. yeah, definitely really good chemistry between the two of them. Perverts. But not like a sexual kind, you perverts out there. <laughs> God yes. damn. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Not too much. <laughs> Mom on... I was going to say daughter. <laughs> Mama daughter action. <laughs> the stranger himself, Sam Elliott, who played Gar in this movie. What do you guys think of him? He's just got to nail down this, like, a side glance smile where his mustache does, like, all the heavy lifting. Like, yeah. It's, that's, like, such an iconic It's working look. overtime. Yeah, it's, it's, dude, it's, it's squatting, like, mad. <laughs> I know, yeah, that, that look he gives Cher all the time. He does that little, like, half-cock smile. Yeah. And it's like, in the situation, it fits in the context. Like, it's very cute, I guess. But, like, out of context, that's probably a really creepy stare. Like, I don't <laughs> want a stare like that from anybody. Well, if a strange like, person looked at you that you didn't know like that, I guess yeah. that'd be pretty weird. I'd be like, that's fucked up. But yeah, like it's, it's cute this guy movie. thinking? Yeah. He was good. I believed him as, as a tough guy. like As a tough guy, but also a sweet guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's also kind Heart of a softy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked Sam Elliott in everything. He's just cool. What about Ghost Rider? Yeah, especially Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, he was like the one thing about that movie that I liked. And I like Nicolas Cage usually, but even he yeah. couldn't make that movie good. It was a, it was a turd, but... I liked him in it. <laughs> Obviously, The Big Lebowski is great. Roadhouse, classic. Yep. Uh, even the movie Gettysburg, where he played a Union cavalry commander. Oh, shit. Yeah, pretty Richard's good. perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. He's still working today, too. He's got that show on Netflix called The Ranch, I think. Oh. Well, he was in a movie... I don't know if you heard this episode of Monsters Among Us where they were talking about it. He was in a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler yes. and Then Sasquatch. I want to see it. Derek, I know, on that show, hated it. It so sounds it might, awful. It might be really terrible, but <laughs> I am damn curious. Yeah, so I, I thought he was good. Last Lastly, we have Laura Dern. We haven't done a, one of her movies yet, have we? No, I don't think Not so. Not a Triumph and Return, okay. Was no. she in... Triumph and Debut. Was she in one of the Lynch movies we've done, or...? The only one we, we did was a Twin Peaks pilot, and she wasn't in that. She is in the new season of Twin Peaks. Laura Dern, dude, she is a fox. She's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna lead with that. She's no, Laura Dern's... stupid fine. She looked really young in this one, like, compared to um, yeah. Jurassic Park. For the longest time, when I had seen this movie, I thought that it was the same actress, and it turns it out is, that it yeah. was. This yeah. is eight years earlier, and I think she was mm. about 20. 
22 in this movie, so in Jurassic Park, okay. she'd be like 30. All right, that So makes yeah, sense. it's a fair age difference. I thought she was awesome. She did a good job playing a disabled person without kind of like being a little over the top with it. I don't know. She did a great job. She's always great. I she didn't... went more Forrest Gump than Job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think she did a really good job. She didn't really do a whole lot in the movie, I guess, but she's just always, I'm always happy to see Laura Dern. Even then, that shitty Star Wars movie was pretty good. I was pretty excited when I found her to be a Star Wars movie, and I was like, oh, that's what they did with her? Like, yeah, that was pretty lame. Wasn't that great of a character. But uh, yeah, I thought she was good, too. I, I like her in pretty much everything she's in. You know, Jurassic Park and a lot of David Lynch movies, and yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, I guess that leads us into the brief history of Mask. Is it much too much to Mask was based on the real life of Roy L. Rocky Dennis, who was born in Glendora, California, near Los Angeles in 1961. Dennis was diagnosed at the age of two with craniodiaphasial dysplasia, hey, all right. also known as CDD or lionitis. CDD is an extremely rare condition. Less than 20 cases of it have ever been identified. Like in the film, Rocky was able to attend school and learn to read despite hearing and vision problems, and his mother really was a biker with a nickname Rusty. He also wrote the poem that's read twice in the film. Rocky had the chance to have plastic surgery on his face but turned it down, unlike in the film, and also had an older half-brother. When Cher was cast to play Rusty, she wanted her then-boyfriend Val Kilmer to play Gar, but, <laughs> but he was rejected for being too young. <laughs> wow, that would have been really weird. Yeah, I can't picture that I at all. I can't imagine that, yeah. Like, yeah, he would have. He was really young in the 1985. Dude. Kevin Costner and Rob Lowe were both considered to play Rocky with Lowe only missing out due to a scheduling conflict. Mask was shot in the neighborhood where the real Rocky and his family used to live, and one of their old neighbors once mistook Eric Stoltz in makeup for Rocky himself. Peter Bogdanovich and Cher did not get along well on set, as Bogdanovich found her difficult to work with, partly due to her lack of acting experience, and she sometimes had trouble staying in character. He adjusted to this by using shorter takes when shooting her scenes. In the original release of the film, the music of Bob Seger was used in place of that of Bruce Springsteen, which appears in the director's Cut. Springsteen was the real Rocky's favorite singer, and although Springsteen wanted his music to appear in the film, the studio and Springsteen's record company couldn't work out the royalties, so Seeger's music was subbed in. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I'll just mention it in case people are wondering, what we're reviewing right now is the director's cut, so if you've only oh. seen the theatrical version, there are some differences. Two scenes were also added back in the new cut, those being the bonfire scene and Red's funeral, adding seven minutes to the runtime. In 1990, Cher became a spokesperson for the children's Craniofacial Association. In a 1996 interview, she said Mask was her favorite movie she'd been a part of, and still felt some resentment over not getting an Oscar nomination out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have gotten an Oscar win for Moonstruck. Wow, it, really? It was at least a nomination. I don't know if she, she... I think she might have won for, like, Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress, as weird as that is. Oh, um, man, she played a much more believable character in this movie than... Moonstruck was, I, like, a cartoon. Yeah, I think that's what she thinks is, like, you know, it was a better movie and a better role, and she doesn't know yeah. why, like, she didn't get a nomination for that. It was more real. What one? I wonder what won that year. Really For curious. Best Picture in 87? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Mask was made with a budget of $7.5 million and made how much? In the United States, I only have domestic numbers. Budget of $7 million? Uh, 
5.5 million. Pretty widely known movie. I'm gonna say in 80s money. I'll probably say like 56 million. Okay. I'm gonna say probably made about 25 million. Doug Keith, you're, you're closest without going over, but Sean was much closer to the actual total. Oh. 48.2 million in the US. Oh, wow, yeah. Including 6.1 million in its opening weekend. Pretty popular movie, I guess. Yeah, because you can roughly, it's like a double it, a little bit more than double it. So it probably made about 100 million in today's money. So oh, that's little, a pretty good success. It's a little bit about the director, Peter Bogdanovich. Born in Kingston, New York in 1939, Peter Bogdanovich is best known as one of the directors who emerged during the new Hollywood era of the late 60s to early 80s. Mask was among his biggest hits, and his first film to gain attention was 1968's Targets, which turned out to be Boris Karloff's last movie. He's also known for the last picture show, What's Up, Doc? Paper Moon, They All Laughed, Noises Off, and She's Funny That Way. Well, I haven't seen any of those. I've seen Paper Moon. I liked it. I actually have it. Wait, Boris Karlov. Is that the same guy from How the Grinch Stole Christmas? No, he was uh, he, Frankenstein, right? He was the narrator in the, the old Grinch cartoon. Yes, yeah. he was. But yeah. yeah, he was also he's best known for playing Frankenstein yeah. in the old Universal films. Nice. <sighs> yeah, Boris Karloff. He's a, he's a cool dude. So now I guess we can get into our actual review of this damn thing. And it starts out with the cool old school Universal logo that we love so well. And we see some the hills of Southern California and then the logo that I just on this viewing we kind of realized that the mask is yeah like it's in the that friends font like yeah kinda, like chalkboardy white but has like a really black outline italicized yeah they just need the uh, they just need the dots between the letters oh yeah and that's it <laughs> yeah. it would be perfect I'll and, be and change the color yeah. <laughs> man that show sucks <laughs> I never. I was never a fan. I could never get into it. Uh, <laughs> Fuck friends. Fuck them in the ass. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 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 We see like lots of cars passing by on the highway. It shows us what this is probably the Southwest, right? Uh, it's it's um like suburban LA. We got some upbeat Bruce Springsteen music yeah, to play based, us in. Yeah, based on the true story of Rocky Dennis. Yep. Based. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Not the real story. We need the real story of Rocky Dennis. We see the house. It kind of reminded me of the Malcolm in the Middle house. If they just had a more fucked up lawn. Drier and more uh brown. Overgrown. Yeah. It actually kind of reminded me of the houses in New Mexico and like the shrubbery around the house a little bit how they look, kind of look sickly and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it looked a little dirty on the side of the house probably from like there's a lot of dirt being kicked up by the wind so it's like every house is kind of like dingy and dirty a little bit. Yeah, that and probably smog in this case. Yeah. LA is <laughs> oh, yeah. So polluted. Drive so much over there. Um, we see Rocky rocking out. We first see his yeah. face like in the mirror so it's sort of he's kind of his appearance is kind of slowly revealed. Yeah, I like the, the monster movie. Yeah, it's like the same trick they pull in movies kind of like that. You see him in the mirror at first, and you can kind of see him through the window, and then they would like hold it just off a little bit more until they give you like the full face reveal. Yeah, but they don't wait too long. They give yeah, it to you it's pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick, yeah. And we see some of the stuff he's got in his room, and he's collecting all the cards from the 1955 Brooklyn Dodgers World Series team. He's circling uh, locations on a map. That we find out later places he wants to visit, and he's got lots of Beatles posters. Pretty interesting kid so far. We see his mom shows up in a convertible with some douchebag. This guy was Cock, dude. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm coming out hard. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't. He was all right. He just like seemed like a weenus. Like he shows up and, and uh, he's like, Ma, you're late. We got to go do a thing. And she's like, oh, right. My son's got to do a thing. And he's like, what about us, baby? And he's like, Jesus, who's that? Oh, yeah. like Men were like really pushy in this movie. I noticed when it comes to like sex and shit. Yeah. It was a different time. You know, it was. Uh, <laughs> that's the excuse, right? <laughs> it's weird. Well, these yeah, bikers, bikers show up. Show up. 
they they notice his pushiness and they like throw him back. Yeah, those are the big dude who never talks. Yeah, he just like throws him back into his car. Yeah, they like rail him out here, kick him out. That's when I wrote he's a cock. This guy sucks. <laughs> well, it was funny the way they put him. Yeah, he picks him up and he puts him in. He just kind of like tips him back into his convertible. <laughs> yeah, Dozer's great. He's he's I one like of my him. favorites. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's something I found out that like there's an episode from like a year after this movie came out of the show Designing Women, which I think is sort of like an interior decorating show, and the guy who played Dozer appeared in an episode of it in character. <laughs> I don't know if this is on YouTube, but now that I'm, now that I think of it, I really want to find out. Well, yeah, we should look that up after. So anyway, you have well, to go see the doctor. At the- yeah, he gets his uh, head measured, and there's good news. His chin only or jaw only grew like so many inches or centimeters. Oh, like it's like one an eighth of an inch. Yeah, something like that. Since they last checked him out, we find out what his uh, what his disease is. They kind of like they're explaining it to yeah. the new doctor that's there to kind of get everybody else up to speed in the audience. That's what I wrote down too early on was like this whole introduction is very economical with information yeah. yeah, and also using it to support the narrative that they're trying to drive too. It's it's very, very well done. Yeah, because I think how they do it is like there's that new doctor. They mm. kind of have to explain it to him and they mention that it's only like one out of every 22 million people has it. Basically like all these calcium deposits that build up in your skull yeah. and your jaw and everything else. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. He's like, my friend calcium. <laughs> like while we're talking about it, we might as well like prosthetics on this guy. Like what exactly does he look like? I mean, I remember seeing later in the movie, it's almost like twice the size, for example, of Laura Dern's head. And he has like a super big jaw that comes down. His face is very flat to the point where his nose isn't really very prominent. Like he just has like nostrils and his nose comes out a little bit. Yeah. He has a huge forehead and his teeth are, are pretty mangled up too, probably he, from the disease. Yeah, the cat analogy. Myonitis. Myonitis. That's yeah, that's it. one of the other names for it. Really, it's pretty accurate because it's like, especially in the nose, eyes area, it looks very feline. His forehead and his chin almost make him, gives him like this ogre-ish look. Anybody who's been playing Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, there's a <laughs> enemy in there as an ogre and he, his face looks a lot like this face. I saw a picture of the real Rocky Dennis and there is a, a fairly big difference and that being that the real Rocky, his eyes are set a lot further apart than you would normally see. So mm. of course they couldn't really do that with prosthetics without covering his actual <laughs> eyes up. And then they go to register for school. The principal comes in and I like how um, Cher and Rocky, they just kind of like nonchalantly walk in like this is no big deal. Like let's just get it done get it done to the point we don't have time to hang around with this we're late we got shit yeah. we gotta do they did a good job showing off like these people are used to this shit like yeah, they, they they've just, been through it a lot yeah none of this is new at all and if they're gonna be met with some fucked up kind of resistance and it's not gonna work we're gonna get what we want and i think they mentioned too when he was a kid that they told like not even to bother registering from him to, to school because either yeah. he wouldn't live long enough or he just wouldn't be able to do it they thought when he was younger that he might be retarded which of course he's not i also i have this in my notes but i didn't catch it when I watched, we just watched it, but that it's this is the 1979-80 school year. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's actually yeah, this movie's from '85, so this actually takes place in like the recent past. And yeah, a lot of kids stare at him when he goes in. He completely, he completely shrugs it off. Like this is just another day for him. He could care less. Yeah, well, the interesting so thing about this character is that like a lot of the time he seems like very confident, very comfortable with himself, down to earth kid but in other parts of the movie the way he talks about it like he does he clearly has some insecurities about it but he handles it extremely well yeah kind of reminds me of that episode the south park episode with the uh the nurse with the fetus on her face and how she <laughs> she was absolutely fine oh yeah yeah but everyone else made a big deal Wanted about to raise it. awareness and do yeah. all this stuff and just draw attention and to it and that's what made it uncomfortable yeah like, she, she couldn't just live her life anymore yeah so the, i love that episode a3 what's weird about this movie too is it seems like in this school district ninth grade is still 
still in junior high. Did you guys catch that? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I didn't. like they're going to junior high, but they're registering for ninth grade. Which Weird. I know in, in it's like cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't there many? There's one in New York. But, They'll never find us. But anyway, in, yeah. in our school district, like sixth grade is in the junior high, where I think in most places sixth grade would still be elementary. So probably it just hmm. depends on where you live. No, yeah. I remember in Mississippi it was six through eight, I believe. Okay, so maybe and it's here not it's that. Six through eight. Maybe it's not that unique. But. Maybe it just changed at some point in time. And yeah, they mentioned that in, in eighth grade he had been like in the top 5% of his class. And like later, too, we see more evidence of his uh, academic genius. He's got, he's some, got some real book smarts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he remembers some kid's locker combo that was in front of him. That was weird that they're just reading these locker combos out loud. I mean, that's that's later on in the film, but yeah, he's a super intelligent guy. Yeah. Well, he was the only kid that yeah. didn't bother to write it down. He's like, no, I already memorized it because the kid ahead of him was like struggling to write it down and remember it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez, man, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a super smart guy, super cool looking guy. Not, oh, man, that's mean. Bleep that out. Super cool guy. I didn't mean super cool looking guy. That's mean. If you actually think he's cool looking, it's not mean. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of cool looking. I meant that he was a, a cool individual. Yeah. yeah. Interesting person. Oh, man, now I'm all flustered and thrown off. <laughs> oh, oh, bro. Oh, no. God, oh, come on. Yeah. I can see the spaghetti oh, spilling out of his pockets. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a really nice guy. Really sweet dude. Great guy. Um, he doesn't fuck around, though. I mean, he's an awesome character. And, yeah, she, like, is done dealing with this shit. So she comes prepared. Like, she has a piece of mail or something with her their address yep. and his fucking birth certificate and fucking everything you might need. What did the principal say to her? I don't, I don't think I wrote that down. He was like, I can't let your kid into the school, man. He looks like a penis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like she, he did. He was worried about what his needs might be, and he was, she was saying something along the lines like he doesn't have any special needs. He's just he just looks different. He's just a regular kid, and, and starts he's smoking really a cigarette. Intelligent. And he confirms it himself. He's just like, I look a little weird, but don't worry, I'm a cool guy. And he's, he's gonna be fine. Such a sweet kid, man. Yeah. So I think after this scene is actually when they go to the doctor. I got that mixed up. Uh, yeah, he talks to this Russian doctor or something who looks like wants to smoke a joint with him. They have this special handshake, and yeah, like, the last thing is like, yeah. but they put their like thumbs and fingers next to each other and then they like put them up to their mouths like they smoke a J. They do the okay symbol. The flashing gang signs at each other. I don't condone any of that shit by the way. He's a clean cut kid though. He doesn't do any drugs. Even though he's like basically part of a gang. It's like surround, yeah. Like well, those bi- yeah. those bikers from the beginning of the movie they're like, um, they're called the Turks yep. and they're all buddies with his mom so basically he's part of them and they like ex- accept him for who he is. I-, I was thinking like when we watch it just now that like maybe that's why he is as well adjusted as he is. He's always had this kind of peer group i mean mostly older people but who always treated him as just one of the group and never made him feel weird he's just uh just another cool guy that they know yeah and i i also like thematically using the biker gang i know this actually happened but thematically in the film it works because like they're a group of outcasts yeah you know so like he's also an outcast and being so embraced in this communities is really cool i I think that has some basis in real life because i know his mom was like a biker and actually that's how she died Mm. in 2000 2006, she got in a wreck. Oh, damn. And oh, that's, that's how, damn. yeah, that's how she died. All right, I think she was like 70 yeah. or something. But. Rest in peace, Rusty. Yeah. I'll, let's just take a moment of silence. Forgot mine. <sighs> I dishonored her memory. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. You blew it. She'll Fuck. understand. She right. seems like a pretty understanding person. I'm just going to grab another beer. After the school and the hospital, they go to like a picnic, I guess. All the bikers are there. Some of them are fighting for whatever reason. No, um, Dozer, it's like a like a fundraiser or something, I think, at the park. It's a blood drive. Oh, and he I didn't does, Dozer doesn't want, doesn't like needles. He doesn't want to get shot. So <laughs> he's like Dozer. on this like one man rampage while all the rest <laughs> of the gang are trying to like get him to go donate blood. And he's 
fending them all off by himself. It's awesome. I didn't know that. That's awesome. That makes way more sense. Like, while this entire picnic scene is going on, like, you, it occasionally cuts to him ducking and dodging through the trees. At one point, like, there's this group of bikers chasing after him. One of them's holding, like, a cutlass or a katana or something. Like, it's it's just, a sword. It's, 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 it's definitely a sword. It just gets crazier and crazier as the scene progresses. And there's even a scene where he, he runs up, like, the stairs of a trailer or something, and, like, four guys run up there, and he, like, beats them all off, like, pushes some dude over. There's a railing kill. Pushes some dude <laughs> oh, over railing the railing. Kill. Breaks the railing off. It's it's excellent. So I just wanted to, yeah, like, one thing before that, when they're talking to the doctor, like, there's this new doctor that they're talking to who seems like kind of a dick, and he was saying that he, he expects him to only have, like, three to six months to live, and they're talking about how Cher said, if I dug his grave every time they told me he was going to die, I'd be in chops in China by now. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 Cher. We don't got to get into that. Let's not get into that. No, it's stuff. like when you're a kid, you always want to dig old to China. Everybody assumes that's what's on the other side of the world. Whereas I think it would be like you just wind up drowning at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. Or well, that's if you live where magma. we live, which no, I won't say. No, what you got to do, man, is you got to raise like $5 billion and make a drill, just like in the core. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that movie Core, where they went to the core of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They had yeah. to stop it from imploding in the inside out. That's amazing. <laughs> And this is a documentary, you say? No, it's a movie. Oh. It's based on a real thing, though. Oh, awesome. I'll have to look that up later. But yeah, he's had lots of doctors, in other words, who told him he was going to die soon. And yet here he is, age 15 or 16, still kicking. Yeah, so they tell this arrogant prick to just fuck right off. It feels good. Feels real good. They got Schlitz on deck at this picnic. They got some old school R and B playing. Yeah, they got, they're uh, roasting some dogs. I think doing some kind of a uh, little extra festivities a little bit during this party. So, yeah. So what is it? She she's getting getting a little wet over there. Yeah, I think basically she bought like a joint off a guy that had angel dust in it. Yikes. Maybe it said it was sprinkled with angel grass. So oh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a so maybe it's not angel dust. Maybe it's just like a mixture of different kinds of strong weed because angel dust is like a crazy ass drug yeah maybe it's like key for something yeah but basically what this is well rocky's hanging out with his buddy trading Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit um <laughs> shows that nice Cher has a bit of a drug problem like she likes to party a little too hard she is a partier dude yeah mm. it reminds me of in breaking bad in season two or three with jesse oh um, yeah when he's like trying to deal with some kind of trauma and he just surrounds himself with this insane party that gets yeah. pretty out of control yeah and uh it, it reminds me of that a lot like she's she's trying to forget something well, it could be it's, it's I think it's more like just having to deal with the stress of the fact that your child looks like a lizard baby that's not lizard something baby. that's probably easy to deal with as a growing single mom you're right and she is on her own she gets a lot of support though from her she does have a lot of support game. Well, that's what I was what I kind of thought watching it wasn't necessarily she wasn't a druggie because of trauma or stress it's just like somebody who'd spent so much time kind of in an atmosphere where all this stuff is there and inevitably some people who get into that for long enough they get too into it yeah but it could be yeah it could be for different reasons yeah it's kind of left open she has like problems with her dad too well, well that's true she's that. got some issues with her parents for sure uh he's talking about rocky with his buddy do you remember his fucking name ben ben, ben. yeah really yeah his name is ben did they like, say that yeah they, say it they do say times. his name i don't remember that at all fucking travis whatever his name is but anyway <laughs> fucking trevor t ray todd and yeah they're talking about uh yeah okay todd <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Todd. I'm Tucker. <laughs> Fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. <laughs> 
Oh, 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 what a prophet. <laughs> but yeah, they're talking about, they have this plan, this pretty damn cool sounding plan where they're going to uh, get their fucking hogs and go across the ocean and, and bike around Europe. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Like in it, yeah, I guess Gar shows up at this Gar. at this picnic at some point. The Sam Elliott character, he'd done the same thing and sounded really cool. Rolls up with mm. a flex of the mustache, t- takes Rocky under his wing and he gives him this sweet ass butterfly knife. Yeah, yeah, pretty slick. It doesn't really come up later in the movie, does it? I don't think it was meant to. I think it was just like, hey, I got a present for you, buddy. It's oh, a token of his I was expecting Chekhov's gun to come through. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. yeah he, that kid he shoves against the locker. Evan Lassman fucking pulled yeah, a knife. Pulls out the switch, like, don't fuck with me, man. Put it like, I might look like a monster, and I actually am. Some put shit. it like a half an inch away from his eye, and then just shoved him in and ran off. <laughs> yeah. Um, threads to cut off their balls and put their balls where their eyes are. Yeah. Put your eyes where your, your balls, balls were. were. Yeah, dozers. He's sneaking around, and it plays like Magic Carpet Ride. And yeah, yeah, that was really like, funny. Like, his face pops out yeah. from behind a tree, and it's like, bam, bow, 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 bow. Maybe it's because I was just watching this, but he kind of, like, <laughs> that part, he kind of reminded me of, like, Curly from the Three Stooges. No, they did, they did a really good job with the um, the musical cues in this movie. Like, the, the music is, like, well-placed, and it makes sense for most of the scenes that it's in. Yeah, yeah and it fits the time period very well. And yeah. I think everything works really well so far. And, yeah, movie. well, the music, too, it's kind of cool because it's this music from, like, the 50s and 60s, and mm-hmm. in some cases, 70s. And at that time, it was a lot newer. Mm. And, like, within the living memory of these characters, like, you know, Magic Carpet Ride, that's something that would have been on the radio when these characters were like in high school 10 years ago or something. Yeah, probably when they were actually trading those cards. Dozer steals a puppy and later, I'll just skip ahead and say that he gives it to Rocky. Yeah, because yeah. Rocky, um, there's this hippie couple at the at the picnic that has a box of puppies and he's like, hey mom, can we get, can I get a puppy? I want a puppy. Come on, mom, give me a puppy. And she's like, no, you don't take care, of, you don't look at the cat, you don't take care of fish. He's irresponsible <laughs> with his pets, I guess. And like, yeah, Dozer, he sees him out from behind the bush or whatever, peering through. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, hmm, he gets to the hatches this like idea and so yeah later that night when he gets dropped off by the bikers he hears this like whimpering under his bed and it's yeah. like a little puppy pretty cute there's one part in this scene where this guy talks about dozers like was that guy stupid or something and yeah and rocky's like you just doesn't like to talk much yeah like i like how he kind of sticks up for him and and it's kind of cool because they have that in common with this you know something different about them and yeah. you find out later that dozer has like a really severe stutter to the point that he can barely talk mm. it's not like because he's dumb i like the explicit pointing out of ignorance in this movie yeah yeah i like that a lot and around this time gar shows up and it looks like a badass motherfucker yeah. and i remember wondering we do find out definitively later whether he is or isn't but i remember wondering if he was rocky's like long lost dad and that's why he seems to take such an interest in him and seems like he kind of wants to be there for him yeah that's what i was thinking about dozer too I was like, oh yeah dozer be his dad <laughs> did he get down with Cher? Dozer's really really cares about this kid a yeah. lot i wouldn't be surprised like at some point like shares with a different guy like almost every night in this yeah movie. really almost the movie makes it look like almost every night she's got, like, she gets busy dude she's she's working she's ETF <laughs> ETF <Yeah>. yes <laughs> they've kind of like dated before it seems like Rusty and Gar and Rocky seems like he likes having him around he's like oh yeah she talks about you yeah and there's also implications based on how they look at each other that, that it was like a pretty serious relationship yeah I think maybe like they were was... together for quite a while because later we see that like their parents know him pretty well he was yeah. probably around for a while in the past yeah it was probably a silly reason why they broke up. We'll never know. And he sees her making out with some other dude. That's when Dozer takes down like seven guys. Because yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know the first time what it was either. And I was like, what did he do to get all these people mad at him? And I was wondering if they were from a rival gang, but if they were, they probably just would have gotten kicked out by everybody. But yeah, so 
yeah, one yeah. drive thing. I thought it was weird, but that makes that makes sense. He's afraid of needles. And he can't say it. And then we see that uh, he completes the card set. He gets that last Dodger card that he needed from his buddy. He swindles yeah. it off of him. He's like, yeah, that card's worthless. I'll give you any one of mine for uh, for that one of yours. Yeah, he doesn't know what he has. Yet. Yeah. And then, yeah, he finds the dog. And then mom comes home a little bit later after Rocky's already asleep when he's cuddling with the dog. And yeah. she just kind of stares at him like, oh, I guess that's okay. And then she gets into bed with him. It's like, time to bang my son. Yeah, they start spooning. And I'm like, this is a very different time. Well, people didn't really look at it that way so much back then. Like, yeah, like, that no, was commonplace. Like, I remember, like, my mom getting into bed with me, like, at night when I was just, like, hanging out. Not, like, anything, like, weird Yeah, not or sexual. Like, my just, dad would do it, too. Yeah. yeah it's it's, uh, yeah, it's called loving your children. Sleep in the same <laughs> yeah, bed as either my dad or my mom. And yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing, I think, really, since them dang, them dang Catholic priests. I mean, that story yeah. broke in probably the early 2000s, and it seems like since then, people really kind of look for pedophilia. Yeah, like we're obsessed with it. Whether or not yeah. it's actually there, and maybe that's better than like completely ignoring it, which is what our society used to do. Yeah. It's definitely a different attitude about those, yeah. that kind of thing. Regarding the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I think it would have been more interesting if Freddy Krueger was an innocent. He wasn't killing kids, and he, he was falsely accused yeah. as a child molester just and they burnt like alive. Just because something? Yeah, they just assumed he was a child they molester. He was creepy. And, and like maybe do a trial or whatever, and then uh, he's I innocent. They confirmed it in that movie, don't they? They did. They, they did. They saying. did. It's but like I it might have been worse thing if he was an actor. I think it would be more compelling. And then, and then you know, he's just like with his dying breath, like you guys are cursed. Well, that like, was the thing about like even that. the original films that I thought was. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, but like what seemed like almost unfair is like of all the people to come back to life for revenge, like he had the least good reason to do it because he actually was guilty, and they don't explain it, but he actually should have been convicted. But like the police mishandled the evidence. Yeah. So like of all the people to come back to life for revenge, he was actually like an evil, disgusting person. It was an awful thing, yeah. And then I think, yeah, the next day is like the first day of school. He's nervous. He's like, I want to go, but I don't want to go. I know it's going to suck. People are going to be like, hey, Mr. Potato Head, what's up? Yeah, he, d- he yeah. just doesn't want to deal with the social climate. And I get that. I can relate with him. People can be dicks, but kids especially, because they're just... They don't have a filter yet. Like, yeah, kids have, most they're... kids don't usually have that honed at that point in their lives. Yeah, so it's like, I get that. Even if it's not going to be what he predicts, it's still yeah. like, I, I get this. Well, Cher kind of counters and says, well, yeah, it might be like that at first, but, you know, after not that long at your last school, everybody wound up liking you, so... Yeah, yeah let's see It's sort of like ripping off the Band-Aid. Yeah, and... I guess you could say. You're more yeah. beautiful on the inside than most people I know, Rocky. Everybody wears a mask. Everybody wears a mask, Walker. <laughs> which, that line is not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Which is so fuck? disappointing. <laughs> everybody wears a mask, Walker. That's what he said. He should have said to the bully. Yeah. Like, I'll take off mine if yours. He should have said, like, hey, everybody, everybody wears a mask, bro. Everybody wears a mask, man. <laughs> Don't you get it? a cigarette at his head. It packs in slow motion like a Zack Snyder movie. It's oh. blown back like 50 feet. <laughs> Smashed into a locker and then all the other lockers crumple from the impact. Yeah, all of a sudden it's fucking Goku's Revenge from that <laughs> shitty Dragon Ball movie. What the fuck was that movie? Evolution? Whatever. <laughs> so she gives him a little bit of a pep talk. He goes to school. Um, some kid like tries to hassle him a little bit, but then Dozer just like fucking manhandles him. Oh yeah, he oh, takes yeah. care of business. Throws him into space. Dozer's a scary motherfucker, man. So um, he goes to class and like there's this really preppy looking dude with one of those crocodile shirts where is it Lacoste and he looks kind of skeptical of him uh, with the teacher smiles at him um, she's doing the roll call yeah, yeah and there's introduces... one girl's like I'm Nancy so and so and everybody's like oh yeah they're like Whoa, they actually literally cheer do they they whistle and shit oh, yeah, yeah. 
Which he's like, gee, thanks. <laughs> then Rocky's introduced. And then nobody says anything. He's like, gee, thanks a lot. Yeah, and then people and start he gets, to giggle. And he gets some laughs out of it. Got him. And the teacher, like, <laughs> winks at him. What's they this about? He, she seems kind of impressed by his wit, which is cool. I was just going to say, yeah, this is the locker thing. And they're giving out the combinations. And like you were saying, they, like, read them all out loud. And so, like, everybody with an earshot knows everybody's locker oh, combination. weird. But maybe they did things differently. Maybe it was more open. Yeah, we got to make sure you don't have drugs, kids. I don't know. Well, it was back in the 80s. Like, it probably wasn't as many kids hiding guns in lockers and drugs and shit. So. Uh, it's probably more. Oh, they must have. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, they, I definitely believe they hid drugs in their lockers, for Maybe sure. Maybe not guns, but definitely drugs. Nah, definitely drugs White and porno. Minds, vision, dreams of passion, minds, running through my mind. All the while, I think of you. White lines blow away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, I was going to say, I never, did you guys ever use your locker in high school? Because yeah. I never used mine. I use my use locker. All the time. I use mine for like the first few months until I realized this locker is small and it's a piece of shit. It's much easier for me to just carry my backpack around. So I did that. Oh yeah. I yeah. did it all the time because I didn't want to lug those books around. So I would just take out the ones I needed for the day and for the night. I think I tried to use it and I just couldn't get the damn thing to open. Just like, like this kid in the movie. Yeah, just like that dumbass in the movie. It's just like him. <laughs> so yeah, I never used it. I just carried all my shit all day. Huh. But it's a way to introduce some. Um, how quick-witted Rocky is because this kid gets his locker combination. He writes it down. Rocky doesn't even have a piece of paper. She reads it off. She's like, hey, why aren't you writing this down? He's like, eh, it's already in. It's still Crazy track, good huh? memory. Crazy good memory. And then later yeah. on, the uh, preppy kid that was ahead of him before was trying to uh, get his locker open. He's late for class. Rocky gives him his combination again because he remembered it from before. So he remembered his in addition to his own. It's like Deadpool. Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like Rain Man. And he sees some anti-drug pamphlets and he grabs those to take home with him. He grabs oh, like yeah. 20 of them. He grabs like, too so many, many fucking pamphlets. Let's I feel like you only need one. They're all the same. I don't know. Maybe he got confused. <laughs> So back at his house, there's like a big-ass biker Halloween party with some little Richard blasting as usual. And his mom, I think, is doing some coke in this scene. Yeah, there's a dude that's got like, yeah. a, little, like a little tiny sugar dish and she's uh, doing the whole, like, uh, <laughs> no, if you know what I mean. No, I couldn't believe I wrote this. This is me a year ago. Okay, I've changed. I'm a better person now. But I said, but I wrote, not to be a dick, but did he go as himself? <laughs> well, when you see him running up to the house, I don't see him with a mask or a real costume. Oh, I mean, burn. I mean, I mean, it, it could be seen as a burn, but hey, it's a perk. If I had a freaky fucked up face, I wouldn't bother going out to spend $5 on a mask. Oh, yeah, you just one. put some red paint on some overalls. You're good, dude. <laughs> yeah, they got some, uh, <laughs> got some red stripe at the party. Very nice. And I think yeah, yeah. Gar has a shirt on that says mustache, mustache rides on rides. it, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> How was his mustache in this movie? It was insane, dude. Yeah? It was magnifique. It was pretty good. It was bristly and burly. It was like a salt and pepper, big ass sort of handlebar deal. Yeah, and the hair and yeah, like a soul patch. Yeah, the hair count's probably off the charts. Wow. It's just crazy. It was very thick. Big hair. Very thick. Girthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very sweaty. It had uh, some weight to it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's Sam Rockwell. No. Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Same diff. Sam Fisher. Mr. Gur himself. Gur. Gar. 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 <laughs> he gives Rocky a poster and smiles. Devilishly. Cre- devilishly at Cher. Well, I said when he gave it to him, it looked like, like the world's longest fleshlight tube. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I'm going to bust this in tonight. It's <laughs> double-ended <laughs> you can share it with your buddy ben dick to dick <laughs> it's like a giant chinese finger trap for your dick <laughs> got my dick on a chinese finger you trap. gotta come together to get out <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the perfect bye time <laughs>
Ah. Buy it now. Ooh. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. <laughs> you people. Oh, God. But anyway, but no, no, like it. It's a big-ass map of Europe, and it's, it's nicer than the one he had before. So he tears that <laughs> piece of shit off the, the, uh, off the wall there, throws it in the trash, and he pins up the new one. Yeah, it's way more detailed. Yeah, it's a lot nicer. But they're going over their plan, yeah, to ride their motorcycles across the ocean and yeah. all over Europe. <laughs> yeah, they across the ocean floor. <laughs> they're just going to ride the waves, They're going to drive over the waves like in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Ride the tiger, just like You just play like card games on motorcycles. Yeah. Review Freddy's. Um, yeah, no, they're counting. They're counting their money and stuff, and they've got quite a bit of money. I forget. They got like thirty-three bucks, dude. Hey, in pretty today's money. At that's the time. like seventy-five. Yeah, it's a start. And um, like, but yeah, this time, well, yeah, I can't wait to go all the great cities their ancestors are from. And he's like, not my ancestors. I'm American. And he's like, man, only the Indians were Americans first. Yeah, I wrote, friend is ignorant. He's ignorant as fuck. Crack a book, seriously, you dummy. Dust <laughs> off your shelves. Doy, 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 bucko, 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 bucko. Yeah, and then we get some uh i wrote weird sexual tension between the mom and, and sam but yeah there's sexual tension between them there's it's very palpable oh yeah totally right and it's definitely paid off later but he talked about how oh, yeah. he won a big time oh paid yeah dividends <laughs> paid interest dude with interest <laughs> Full. Yeah, paid in full. <laughs> With no deductible. But yeah, he's talking about how he wanted to see her, but he also wanted to see Rocky. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, maybe think like his dad, daddy, is that you? Yeah, he's just got a general yeah. fondness for the boy. It's gotta be his dad, dude. I don't know. We'll see. And then the next day in school, they're talking about the Trojan War. Yeah, and we the get... teacher's like, does anybody know the origins of the Trojan War? And Rocky's like, I do, because he knows everything. It was kind of funny what he said. He's talking about like, okay, so the first part was there are all these goddesses that were invited to this big party, and that part is fact, and the rest is the myth. And I was like, that's a fact? <laughs> Word? I thought that was part of the myth, but okay. I liked his retelling of this. It reminded me of Drunk History. That, that oh, yeah, series. the way he just kind of wings it and he talks about it like in a really casual way. Yeah, and he really captivates the rest of his peers. Yeah, like, was they're way into it. Yeah, yeah it was too. cool. Like, yeah, he, like, he, he fucking holds court like he's sitting on top of his desk explaining it to everybody. Yeah, and, just like Socrates. Just like Socrates. And he gets to talking about Helena Troy and how she was like the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Kill her body and a face. And then he, it's when he gets the word face, he kind of pauses. And every... The students and, look at him or they kind of look away they yeah, look down you see this moment where he really feels like self-conscious mm-hmm. but he snaps out of it pretty quickly gets back to the story and kills it I forget the, the yeah, finishing every- lines but he fucking murders it dude yeah, everyone loves job. it at the end and that prep the fucking Lacoste shirt guy he is kind of a dumbass so he, like, <laughs> he needs help with his, his history or whatever and he's like it'll be three bucks an hour and he just yells he's like three, three bucks! bucks yeah it's so funny <laughs> and he's like three bucks it's like I don't work for free yeah and he, he just starts hustling the students now and it's like this kid, this kid is smart as fuck, dude. <laughs> the girl that's sitting ahead of him is like, yeah, you're, you're fucking an idiot, man. You need a little help. You can get oh, yeah, his girlfriend <laughs> even thinks he's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a taking to him a little bit, too. And then it cuts back to back home and Cher just kind of angrily parks her car halfway on the curb. Just drunk or some yeah, shit. And yeah, and she goes inside. She seems like really kind of indifferent towards him and like maybe kind of angry. She comes home late and he wants to um, He's read. doing homework. He, he wants to read the poem that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, and she's really busy. Her. Yeah, because she has to go back out. And so she's kind of like half listening to him and running all over the house he's following her and uh, he doesn't get much of a reaction from her after the poem you kind of find out why she's so pissed off and you find out that those like anti-drug pamphlets that he got from school he's mm. been leaving them all over the house kind of I guess hoping that she'll uh, that's see why he took so many yeah so they they have like an argument and he doesn't really like her whole lifestyle the drinking and the drugs and the partying and everything and, and she gets very defensive which I think is you know kind of a, a lot of the time when you first confront people not that I have any experience with it but from watching TV and shit with these kinds of 
problems. They get really defensive and sometimes angry yeah. when they are confronted on those things, and that's so, definitely how she acts. Yeah, it's hard it, to accept. It's an know? interesting kind of role reversal too, because like he's sort of like the parent now, and she's like the uh, angsty teen that wants yeah. to. Yeah, that is actually now you mention it. That's exactly. I think you nailed it. It's mm-hmm. like he's acting like the parent, and she's acting really kind of childish. And that's something I've heard too about people who start using, you know, hard drugs or alcohol at a pretty young age. Is they kind of can get frozen at that maturity level of however old they were. So yeah. some people they just you know they'll be forty or forty five years old and they still kind of act like they're teenagers. Yeah, like your brain. Like they just... never really straighten their life out. Yeah, like your brain stops developing or, or something. It's weird. So uh, he gets pissed off. He breaks some dishes. Says, he's just, "I don't like you getting fucked up, mom. I just don't want you to OD and shit." So um, mm. she gets super pissed off. She tears one of his baseball cards, slaps him in the face. She's like, "You're not my warden, bitch." Well, that's what he, yeah. he says. Like, I care about is getting loaded and laid. <laughs> fucked. <laughs> And that's what fucking think like, think my mom getting screwed by a different dude every night. Surprise mom wants to fuck. <laughs> Mommy wants to bang. <laughs> so come on, mom. You're like fucking one step down below a human toilet. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus what? Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. You're a, fucking li- you're a living own a hole. Stop it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. That's it sounds Subject bad. for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he cranks up the radio and starts playing Thunder <laughs> Road by <laughs> Bruce. Uh, for Springsteen yeah, almost, almost had it <laughs> but luckily for him the car they stripped in half that was the one that he had three that were exactly the same yeah he lays them out on the table and he has like the ripped card like kind of placed together like yeah. you want it to be back together I've had moments when I was a kid where it's like something broke and you just put it back together hoping it would just like work like TMNT2 or whatever yeah it'll just sort of men back together yeah just put the pieces back together and they'll heal themselves work it's a sad scene the whole scene is very sad yeah it's a really good scene though yeah I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie and and she comes back, she's with some long-haired dude and smoking a J, but Rocky's head is bumping. He's got one of those awful headaches that he gets sometimes. He's got a torg over. He's like, hey, man, I don't wait for nobody. And so she basically just tells him to F off. Yeah, he's like, what about us? It kind of echoes the line earlier, whatever the fuck that cuck earlier said. <laughs> the beginning of the movie, like, what about us? And it's oh, like, he's my cucky son. boy. Yeah. <laughs> And I like this scene. Right after the fight, they're really mad at each other. And now yeah. there's a scene where she's like holding him and, and brushing his hair and trying to talk him through this pain. It shows that she is a good person and a good mother. She just yeah. has difficulty showing it. It's, I think it just kind of brings her back to reality. Of yeah. Like, this is what's really important is my son. And it's just um, this weird, like almost sort of like mental therapy that they were talking about earlier in yeah. the doctor's office where it's not like traditional medicine. She kind of just like talks him down. She almost talks like that. Yeah, person. it's yeah. like talk therapy. It's really interesting. I actually wondered if that was what the real Rocky did. Yeah, I wonder if something like that could actually work. And yeah, it kind of describes the scenario where him and Ben, I think, are on their way to Europe on a boat and they have their bikes with them and like all this, kind of putting all these positive images and, and thoughts into his mind kind of help him out of it somehow. It, yeah, it works. I wondered if that was what they've been doing the entire time. That's what kept him alive the whole time. Or at least alleviated the pain. And then she goes <laughs> to like bang that dude, I guess. Yeah, after yeah she does. After he's all uh, settled in. He's like, yeah, time to bang. Yeah, it's like about time, bitch. Yeah, Yeah, it was a weird shot too. Like she closes the door, she like faces the camera and then closes the door. And it was like, I don't know, it was a weird shot, like suggesting she's closing herself out of her son's life or some shit. I don't know. It was a weird shot. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm reading into it too much. Maybe she almost like she has these two halves of her life of like the the caring mother and also the the party girl, kind of transitioning back to that mode. That's a good read, Bogdanovich. Yeah, he's a good 
director. So we cut to the next morning, and she's sitting on the swing set out and back. Feeding a lot some of pets. She's a feeding, lot of pets. She's feeding pigeons right out of her hand. I never seen a pigeon do that. I thought that was so cool. Was, oh, I would love to feed a bird. If you go hands. to like Portland in Maine, yeah, like uh, the, the pigeons sometimes in, in like the public square areas, they're not skittish at all because people will go there just to feed them. <laughs> it makes me think of George Costanza. We had a deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't seen pigeon handling skills this good since the pigeon lady from Home Alone too. Oh yeah. Oh, she yeah. was the best. She was a pro. She was like a pigeon mancer. <laughs> yeah, she was just summoning them. But not only do they have that yellow lab that we saw earlier, but they also have a bunny rabbit and a cat, and they're all hanging out in the yard. And the dog is much bigger now, so it yep, shows so that like some time has passed. Yeah, it's since been a few months anyway. The dog's also chasing the rabbit around yep. in the background of the shot, which was pretty cool. They're pretty funny. <laughs> he goes to sit on the swing sets with her. They sort of forgive each other. She promises to cut back if he promises to lay off of her, and she does. She talks about how Gar wants to take them both to the carnival, and yeah, I like this whole scene, and I like how it's shot in a real neighborhood, and it just feels like you're hanging out in a real neighborhood. Yeah, yeah it was kind of like um, like Friday. No, I was gonna, ju- I was just gonna <laughs> say Friday. <laughs> nice. Yes, it was exactly like that. It had that feel. It felt genuine. It feels very like Gonzo, I guess, just very, very authentic. So yeah, they go to the fair. His friend Ben is there. In my notes, I jumped right to the scene where they're trying to get onto the bumper cars. Rocky's not allowed on because the ticket taker thinks he's retarded. He doesn't want to be liable. What happens for that retarded kid? And Gar sets him straight. Yeah, Sam Elliott's having none of that shit. He, like, just stares the lights of death into him. Mm -hmm. You're going to take these goddamn tickets. Makes him piss his (laughs) pants. Well, he's got him, and he's got, like, the entire rest of the biker game behind him, too. Yeah, I wouldn't bothered I, I like I like the look <laughs> on the guys keeping yeah. him off there yeah. I like the look on the ticket guys face. he's just like fuck my life <laughs> you know he has I a don't get paid enough for this life. shit that guy who gave her the weird joint earlier with the angel weed or whatever he's there and yeah. like tries to sell her coke and she refuses yeah that's which right which surprises him and she's like, well it's funny what he she says like that's for my you know my kid I have to stay clean and she's like oh that's that's another one that I've heard you know from my yeah. parole officer from my wife yeah you'll be back he's like lurking around too like he's just like or on the side of the lemonade stand when she shows up and he like pops around the corner like he's a real fucking creep mm, I sure didn't want any fucking coke <laughs> I guess I got coke over here well I know for yeah. a fact that fucking drug dealers lurk around carnivals it was funny as hell I went to a carnival once with Anyway, maybe I'll actually cut that part out anyway somebody that we know I went to a carnival with him and he was like man I wish somebody would just like ask us if we want to buy pot <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he kept saying that. And then, like, the time, towards the time we were going to leave, some guy was like, hey, do you guys want to buy some weed? And it's like, ah, no thanks. Really? And I was like, what a phone. What a fucking baby. <laughs> well, I think thought, and he might have thought rightly, that this guy might be a fucking cop. Oh, yeah. Although that's entrapment, goddammit. That is the definition of entrapment. <laughs> and they go into this fun house, this freaky fun house, and there's really kind of weird, interesting music playing with this almost like kind of a techno beat and like somebody yeah. whistling Like how Dozer it. walks right into a fucking wall. Walks <laughs> right into the mirror. Walks right into it. Dozer. Smashes his face off the glass. Dozer um, rules. Gar yeah. sneaks up behind Rusty, gets her in a, like a full Nelson and then just <laughs> yeah. gets her. And then they uh, they smooch. Rocky is hanging out over in the mirrors with the other guys and then one particular mirror at the end he looks into and we get a very interesting effect. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, Ben, look. And he's like, what, what, what? Go get my mom, go get my mom. And then we see it, and he, not so much in like the forehead and chin, but in the center of the face, it looks very normal. Yeah, and I'm guessing that was just a reflection of the Eric Stoltz without makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting, like, he has this moment of, what would I look like if I just had a regular fucking face? I wonder, at this moment, if this was the moment that made him even more self-conscious. Oh, like, like, imagine, he had this better way of envisioning what he could look like. Like yeah. if he was like other people. 
I think his self-consciousness yeah. is kind of recurring. Yeah. Maybe this may have intensified it, but I think it's always kind of it's there always, under the surface, at least. It's mm. oh Yeah, it's always there, but he does a really good job of keeping it like pushed to the side. When Rusty talks to Gar right before that, it's interesting. It seems like maybe he wants her to get clean as well. He says, like, did you get enough for me? And he was, she's like, oh, I didn't get anything. Yeah. And I think he seems sort of impressed and, and happy about that. And then so we cut to a big old bonfire sing-along. Between Rocky and Rusty. Rocky's walking like an Egyptian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do this musical number with the song called Little Egypt, which sounds like a song from maybe the 50s or 60s. It's sort of a corny song, but they do this whole fucking musical number where they're dancing around and singing it. And it's a kind of a cool scene, though, and it's it's kind of weird. I was going to say, like, in the history, it's weird to imagine this movie without that and Red's funeral. Yeah. Like, those seem like kind of like key scenes that add a mm. lot to the film. Yeah, because it shows, like, Rocky and Cher's relationship. They really do love each other. It's just life is fucking hard, you know? Yeah. Rusty, she's just kind of a dysfunctional person, but I think she has a good heart. I love the lighting in the scene, too. It looked like yeah, it, it's was, cool. it was lit just by the bonfire. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. So they have their duet, and they close us out with one of the two of the guys in the back of the crowd get kind of rough and rowdy. Yeah. He takes the guitar and smashes it over the other just guy. Right into his oh, yeah, that was fucking face, awesome. like Animal House. Uh, he broke it over his back, I think. <laughs> oh, God, that was like in his head. Just like, damn. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> like, the only thing it was missing was like that stock. <laughs> guitar yeah, noise. like in Dead Rising. Yeah. <laughs> but you see Gar eyeballing Rusty throughout the scene. It looks like he's in love. Yeah. Shoot him in yeah. the head. <laughs> so I think, yeah, the next scene, I think they're back at the high school. Rocky is checking out that preppy guy's girlfriend, like that blonde girl. Yeah. And she does kind of smile back at him. It looks kind of funny drinking his little orange juice pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was drinking an orange juice. And he kind of watches the when when the girlfriend gets back, gets up and, and runs to her boyfriend. He kind of watches them for a while. Like he, he really longs for that kind of companionship. It's kind of yeah. like a wistful look. I'm assuming it feels like he probably would never have that. And then that's when the principal shows up and tells him about the summer camp for the blind children. And like maybe he should help out there. He's reluctant to do it, but um, yeah. he, say, he, say, he says that he'll think about it. I thought that, yeah, it was interesting. What would he think about that guy offering him his job? Like, oh, you, you want me to be around blind people because I'm so ugly? Yeah. But at the same time, it might be really appealing. It'd be a place where, at least to most of the people there, his appearance is no longer an issue. Yeah, yeah. and he can and just it'd be, be, it'd be kind of a break from that. Yeah, back at home, he asks his mama, what would you think of me if you were a girl? <laughs> it's like, I am a girl, Rocky. What the fuck? He mentioned something about plastic surgery. Like, could we try, like, a different plastic surgeon or something? Yeah, he wants to talk to another one she hmm. presses why would you want to talk we knew you know you can't not until your skull is done growing as they say like it's girls mom it's about girls, girls. don't you it girls rocky wanna fuck <laughs> don't you understand i need to bang <laughs> Let me bang, bro. So they they have another little argument. Cher gets stressed out, and she she like looks around for some drugs and then some money, and she kind of takes some out of a pocket. I thought it was Rocky's pocket at first, and I was like, oh shit. And we later find out that it's on um, Sam Elliott's. But yeah, I was yeah. just like, it wasn't even like really that big of a fight, but she mm-hmm. just like completely reverts and immediately has to go out and get fucking smack. It's like she can't handle things well, without an- it. Yeah, another scene of her driving up over the curb where she goes into this <laughs> bar and yeah, she buys some. Coke from that the hat guy. that creepy the hat man who you said like what looked like he was out of Fallout he looked like one of the merchants you'd find in Fallout like just wandering the waste <laughs> or in like the basement of some building somewhere yeah, yeah we got Sweet Home Alabama yeah. from Kid yeah. Rock plans <laughs> and she scopes out uh oh 
for show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down woman. I was like, yeah. I don't want to presuppose what this woman is. <laughs> yeah, I, I She's was, an entertainer. Yeah, I, I picked up, oh, this is what she's doing. Yeah, she's trying to get no, her son laid. It's definitely explicit. Well, yeah. it's not explicit, but, but it, it's... It's implicit. She takes this woman back home. Yeah. Goes into Rocky's room and just kind of... I, she doesn't turn on the light. She puts this complete stranger that neither of them have ever met until like 15 minutes ago in her son's bedroom. Weird. She closes and I don't think she does, but I wanted to believe that she locked the door behind her. <laughs> I, I also... I don't know, maybe. I also wonder if she would be like listening in the doorway, <laughs> like has her head against the door. I like, hope listening. not. That'd be really weird. Be fucked up, yeah. yeah be a little strange. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's a little awkward, this and prostitute in Rocky. The actress that plays this prostitute, did she look familiar to you guys? Yes. There was somebody that looked kind of like her that was in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Okay, I was going to say, like she reminds four me... four or five. She reminds me of somebody from a horror movie. She reminded yeah, me... Yeah, I think it was maybe one of those. She okay. reminded me of the woman from Commando. Oh, yeah, the... I haven't seen that movie in so long. Yeah, yeah I remember maybe, that. Maybe that's what it is. That movie's great. Dude. That is a good-ass movie. <laughs> that should be a video game. That would be awesome. It was, and it was bad. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That but sucks. it's kind of funny. Like, Rocky immediately knows what's going on. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe she did this. Because <laughs> the look on her face when she first sees him, like, it looks like she's about to scream, but she kind of just, like, goes like, <gasps> and then she's shocked for sure. And it's funny kind of what he says. Well, she's like, well, wh- well what do you want? And he's like, uh, you got, a, like, a Roy Campanella card or something like that. And she's like, who? <laughs> she doesn't and get it yet. He's like, oh, it's just a joke. <laughs> like, he plays it all, like, really well. Like, I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. funny how or he actually, reacted to this. maybe I have it in my notes, too. I think it might have just been the older sister from the people under the stairs could have been oh shit you might be right like you know, he has that hot older sister yeah, yeah. oh man she's um, oh I love that movie and yeah apparently this whole thing only cost 25 bucks which that's not a bad deal that's 80 dollars <laughs> 80s dollars so <laughs> 50 60 it's not that much <laughs> but basically what ends up happening is that they just kind of hang out and chill and talk all night yeah they yeah. seem like they have a nice time really yeah, yeah. it's like a hey Arnold episode like they have this really <laughs> deep she talks about how she she has like a dream. I think she says she wants to go to Seattle. Um, then he turns to her. And he's like, Shelly, you know what your problem is? You just got a bad attitude about all this. Yeah, it's like your attitude sucks. And that's why everything's going to suck for you because you just expect everything to suck. You stupid sucky suck. Uh, no, it's not that mean. She says, he says something about how she used to do a lot of drugs. And it kind of reminds me of like those memes at this point of, oh, I'd, I'd smoke pot once and now I'm a hooker. <laughs> oh, yeah. At one time, I almost drank a whole can of beer. <laughs> and then I sold my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I sold my ass. On the on the dirt roads of Pennsylvania, after I found out Pluto wasn't a planet no more, <laughs> it's completely broke down. It's just, it's just couldn't handle reality anymore. Remember that Phil Andrew thing though? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, it cuts back to Rusty's Roman guards there in bed, and he already noticed that was it forty bucks was missing, and she said something about like you wouldn't mind in the past, you know, me grabbing a few dollars to get some snort, as she says. <laughs> but he says he's he's grown up since then. She's like, I'll trade you, trade him some booty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with some sex. <laughs> What's this? Ta- Ooh, there this- it is. Wicked, wicked, wild, wild west. Artemis, Clyde Frog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go rescue Selma Hayek, and then I'm going to take off her dress and play slip and slide. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah, with Selma Hayek? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Selma Hayek? No, save me, James West. So I need tacos what? and burritos. <laughs> taco, 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 burrito. Taco flavored kisses. <laughs> That's when he says the thing about her having a shitty attitude. And he, yeah. he talks about how he stays positive and like every bad thing that happens, like he has like a good memory to kind of counter it in his mind and cheer him up and like about when 
the time they all went down to Mexico, yeah. how goddamn good it smells in his grandmama's kitchen. Yeah, yeah and no. she's like, I don't think I have any one of those. And he's like, get fucked. Everybody has one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I really like you and all, but I figured I'd, you know, I'd do it with somebody I was in love with. Yeah, it makes it clear. It's like, I'm not opposed to giving you the Seattle Slammer, but <laughs> I want it to be with someone that cares about me. Yeah, he wants sex to be meaningful. He doesn't want it to be empty like his mother. Yeah, whatever. Sex. Oh, he's, a, he's very, he's very, he's a very mature lad for his age. What he a, is incredibly oh no. mature. He is. Um, well, maybe you grow up faster when you got all these weird problems and being singled out for looking different. But yeah, no, he wants to reassure her that, you know, it's it's not because of you, dude. It's it's just, he doesn't want her to feel bad about this whole thing. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. And then next morning they're all having breakfast without shame. Yeah, they're and, all there having uh, a good time. The yeah, Lori. Yeah. Lori. That's when you yeah. learn her name. Her name's yeah. Lori. Yeah. yeah. They look like they're having a great time. They're laughing, joking around. And Cher comes out looking like she's been asleep for three months. She's like, what <laughs> the like fuck are you all troll. doing here? Yeah, she looks pissed. She does. I don't know what she would have to be angry about, but she does. Like, she's just not, like, included or, or some, something. I don't know. And Gar is nice enough to give her uh, Lori a ride to the bus stop. She yeah, tells Rock- Rocky goodbye. Oh, yeah. Gives, gives a nice little kiss. kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Rocky, um, he uh, kind of turns around on, on Cher and calls her. I was like, do I look like a freak to you? Yeah. What the fuck? You don't think I can get laid unless you like buy my dates for me? Yeah, he calls her out on it big time, and it's yeah. that's fair. If your parents did something like that, it would kind of make you feel like shit. Because she's, like, she's the one that's constantly preaching, like, oh, you're beautiful on the inside, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, and then she goes and does something like this, and it's like, oh, that's kind of like a betrayal of what you're I, saying. I think there's some of that, but also probably in her drug-addled state, she was thinking like, well, my son feels bad, because he can't get a girl can't get late I'll just go buy him one and didn't really think about that part of it of how that would make him like feel like what the implications yeah. of that would be yeah there's a line later on in the movie where it's like your mother she does bad things for the right reason yeah well, that's the wrong thing for the right reason that's, yeah. In, yeah. that's in the next scene because after oh. he storms out of the house he goes over to Gar's bike shop Gar kind of gets a little lowdown about his mom yeah basically like she'll do things that are bad but she means well and this scene too I made me think more of like he's really been probably in and out of the picture for a long time and knows them all well and they talk about so this is the scene where it's sort of confirmed that Gar is not the daddy yeah. because oh. he talks about how like when he first met her she was working at this bar as he put it in like some weird two piece outfit and clearly hated it and she said the first time they talked to each other it's like oh I need a ride to go get pictures taken with me and my son oh. and it's like oh I'll take you and my son on my motorcycle and she liked that so and as he put it he was like five or six you know going back probably ten years so that's how I figured out okay this guy isn't the father because that was my suspicion for the whole movie up to this point that's what Rocky says to him it's like this this is what happens over and over like you come up here you guys get together you try to get her to change she gets pissed off and then you just leave again and then it repeats ad nauseum yeah it's like what's what's even the point and he goes home and then I think the next scene and there's just tons of these biker folks hanging out on his porch drinking schlitz out the can <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> everywhere that's what I thought like wow she hangs out with like a lot of men like there, she doesn't hang out with really any women there was except one the scene, one woman there was one scene at when they're at the carnival and she's standing uh, with four other women and this one of them says something oh let the boys go play mm. so I think there are other women that are in this gang and there's the one blonde haired woman who's in there a lot yeah, her, she's name, a her character's deal. name is Babe but anyway <laughs> yes. what a babe so there are <laughs> yeah. other women that hang around in this group but it is definitely more more men maybe she's um, just more comfortable around men maybe. maybe I mean some women it's not really explained. It's just yeah I mean there's just like you know some women who most their, men, their friends are men and some men who have a lot of female friends so well, that's true. this is one of those people but yeah he doesn't want to go to his graduation yeah he doesn't have anything to wear so he's, he's yeah. throwing a hissy fit and like Gar's like give me another goddamn beer we're going to your graduation and he's like go What's fuck wrong? your beer I got nothing what's wrong with your jeans he's like I'm serious
curious. Give me another beer. And he's <laughs> like, go fuck your beer. <laughs> it's like, beer man. Right, it was so funny. Oh, it was like Rocky like stands there like time. Beer man. Rocky stands there in disbelief and he just kind of like storms away and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> like yeah. fuck it. And then <laughs> su- surprise, he opens up the fridge and there's a suit and tie, the full thing. Nice Hanging right there too. with the cheese and butter, yeah, very man. Very nice and looking. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because, like, I know, like, at our school for graduation, like, the school just gave us a cap and gown. We were supposed to wear, like, for the guys at least, like, a collared shirt under it. I didn't. I wore my tie dyed Led Zeppelin t shirt. Yeah, fuck that. Sex is not my. Jeez, <laughs> why did people think I smoked pot in high school? <laughs> I had fucking long hair. You hung out with stoners. And, and I wore tie dyed Led Zeppelin and pink floyd shirts and yeah. Jimi hendrix and i fucking seriously no bullshit never touched the stuff until mm-hmm. like a week after we graduated yeah same with keith over here you didn't do it uh ben and i would always smoke it around you and you're like nope nope and ben would try to push you into it and it's like i would always try to be like no don't push it that's not fair more for us you know the kind of thing <laughs> yeah so people smoke one. if they want to smoke you know? yeah yeah i was just fucking afraid of getting caught oh yeah i, like, I was really worried it was more that. it was a lot more than that of, rather than not wanting to try it it was just like oh what if my parents find out oh yeah my dad probably would have thought it was hilarious. <laughs> My dad was like pretty upset. Yeah, but now it's fine, so whatever. Fuck it. But anyway, after that, they go to the graduation, and Rocky like sweeps all the academic awards. He has oh, like yeah. the high oh, achievement in English and history and math, basically every yeah, subject. Yeah, he's a math pro, a history pro, a science pro. He Dude, ate, he's a fucking pro. It's not even fair to be good at all those things. He it's stupid. He's hacking the Matrix right now. <laughs> yeah, he aced all his owls. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Every single one of them. But then we have the, the goat. Um, kind of tearjerker of a scene where Doze says that he's proud of him but he can barely talk because of his uh, speech impediment or whatever you want to call it uh, yeah. stutter he sounds like yeah. he's about to throw up on every syllable yeah like, uh, I'm proud of really struggling it's that profound of a stutter that he really barely can talk at all it's a good scene get that dude to a speech therapist they could help him out it was a heartwarming scene maybe he doesn't have enough money it was a heartwarming scene they tenderly embrace maybe buy less schlitz and then they get down on the ground and they they make out for a bit it's nice yeah they fucking spoon and shit and slip around in the mud it's pretty wholesome nice nice wholesome (laughs) sex scene (laughs) those are on frills we'll always love you that was a really good scene. Touching our but anyway, um, so we cut. We <laughs> so after all that garbage, we yeah, well, we uh, all we, shit. We go to um, the next scene where oh boy, grandma and grandpa are coming to visit. Okay, These grandparents look so much like the grandparents in UHF, and I wonder it's, if it's a reference in UHF to this movie. It is almost uncanny. The it's grandfather kind of reminded me of my girlfriend's dad. Oh, not necessarily personality, but he's like a short guy with a mustache, and <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy. But oh, also, I thought he looked kind of like Pete from Twin Peaks. And oh yeah, he brings him a, a Pee Wee Reese baseball card, but he puts a tack right through it when he puts it on the board. Yeah, it ruins the value. Yeah, what I mean, hell? it's kind of cool, I guess, that it completed the set, but also, like, now it's got a hole in it. Yeah, come on, granddad. Because like, up until this point, Rocky had been putting them all in plastic bags and hanging yeah. out that way. Which I thought was pretty rude of the grandfather to do that. It's a very nice gift, but man, you just fucked it all up for this kid. <laughs> well, Rocky didn't seem to care. Maybe yeah. he actually cares more
more just about completing the set than he does about the value. Yeah, he probably, probably does. Yeah. Before the um, the grandparents walk in, the, the grandmother tells the grandfather not to start any shit. Which he does, soon <laughs> enough. Yeah, they have an awkward relationship. It's already a pretty long movie, so it's like, it would extend the runtime, but the, the relationship between Cher and her dad is it's not really explored very much. We only get, like, vague yeah. remnants of it. Yeah, well, we, we get, like, a story. The last time that she went to a job interview and her dad's talking about how, like, her hair was all crazy and she had all this crazy makeup on, and as, he, as she put it, like, yeah, the guy offered me the job <laughs> and a bonus, more like a boner. A bonus in his and, office. And, yeah, yeah, right in his office, and she took yeah. the bonus and told him to take the job and shove it. <laughs> and, and that got his, he got him to shut up. I was like, God damn. Yeah, that's pretty fucking... <laughs> right in front of everybody just, just bust that story out escalated very quickly but on the upside grandpapa and rocky are gonna go see the dodgers games that's pretty cool yeah so yeah they go out to the game and uh i think it just cuts to them coming back from yeah. the game. and rocky walks in he sees some gangster movie on tv and he looks at his mom that's and a she's, pretty cool movie she's like stoned out like the parents in repo man yeah <laughs> i think yeah i mean it's alluded to that she may have like gotten some heroin oh like what it, yeah like what rocky says is what you get this time mom smack which is a slang term for heroin oh i didn't yeah. know that yeah. yeah i mean if she was standing up i think she'd be doing the junkie lean oh yeah but she yeah. is deep into that couch with her eyes half open just yeah, kind of glazed over in. looking at the tv she could just be really stoned yeah, yeah. i don't know but Some thick indica but rocky displays his um, incredible finesse when he grabs the ashtray he hears the grandparents coming in he does like a 360 and he puts the ashtray underneath a record album and then casually flips it down before the grandparents even come in yeah and he puts a record a nice on move. top of it slick as fuck i mean solid snake would be proud sss style super stupid stylish that's what it stands for <laughs> the next day gars he puts it doesn't want to stay and babysit as he cracks a beer open <laughs> and i think at I, 9 a.m he says something about like you're gonna get you know with your dad here you're gonna get into one of those two hour long screamers it's gonna make want to put you through a wall i don't know if they would in the past when her dad would come over they'd get into like really long fights and she would just be really difficult or something and then she's like just put me through a fucking wall then so fuck can do it like every other guy I've dated you piece of shit. Yeah, why should you be any different? And then she storms out. We find out that uh, Rocky is going to take up that offer to go to camp because he's tired of his mom shit. Yeah, he, he, he needs to get away. He yeah. really Yeah, does. so I think we actually did something out of order. Yeah, that oh. was before they when they find her stone, super stoned I think. At least that's the order to have it written in. And then they come home and see her watching the gangster movie all fucked up. I wrote the face of disappointment is kind of what you see on Rocky's face and he tells her about how he's going to go to that camp and Rusty He's kind of like, well, who's going to take care of things? Who's going to take care of me? And Rocky's like, we're well, going to fucking take care of yourself for once mom yeah like you gotta do this shit man like what the fuck yeah because she had promised that she was going to settle down on yeah, this shit yeah it was like the night that she went to go pick him up a, a hooker like mm -hmm. she really started backsliding yeah pretty soon after that it cuts to him showing up at camp and that's the part where like the guy literally thought he was wearing a mask okay, one of the counselors um he's taking like the roll call and rocky takes it totally in stride he like grabs the sides of his face and he uh mocks trying to take it off he's like no nah, can't do it sorry bud yeah he's like yeah. i'll try but it'll be a little difficult this guy's full of grace it's yeah. crazy the first time i watched this and took my notes this is kind of the part of the movie where i realized how much after a while you don't notice what he looks like you know he's just another person in this movie the movie kind of <laughs> reminds you what he looks like just by having other characters pointed out yeah and they're like oh yeah he's a different kid but he's not that's when he first sees laura dern off yeah. the distance we see him having another of his very bad headaches yeah uh, in that the, night in the bunks yeah. over there and he's, he's trying to talk himself through it because mom's not there yeah, yeah. the way and she always 
would. And he's successful. He does yep. it. He wakes up in the morning and they play some uh, blind baseball. Yeah, sort of like a hybrid of baseball and kickball. Seems pretty neat. Yeah, it's an interesting way to make it so that these kids can play sports without being able to see. And they yeah. kind of tell them when to swing. So like they roll a big ass sort of kickball thing towards the plate and they have like a bat, like probably a wiffle ball bat or something they smack it with. And, and then like um, a cowbell yeah. for the bases. Yeah, and they have like somebody at each base to like grab their hand so they know that they're there. Or maybe they, a different bell for each base. Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting idea. And he sees Diana hanging out with a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the just, fuck? It's just the worst girls like horses. Oh my god. Mm, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you people. You might be fucking suck. <laughs> like, fuck it. That's all they're thinking about. Think about getting stuffed. Like, just stuffed by fucking horse. <laughs> you sick fuck. You ladies are all the same. <laughs> just getting stuffed with horses. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about dick on the mind 24-7. That's all they care about. That's all they live for. That's all I care about. <laughs> Talk about that wiener I'm JK and LOL lols. What a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he tells Diana that she looks like Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And she's like, uh, well, what does she look like? And he's like, well, she looks like you. Well, I don't know what the fuck I look like, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of an interesting new thing to him because now he's got to like be extra smart with her, sort of, because she doesn't know what anything looks like. She's been blind since she was born. When he goes mm. to describe stuff to her, like, like colors, like colors, yeah. like, um, like the sky is blue. And she's like, what the fuck is blue? I don't know. Yeah, what green I was thinking is. about yeah. that. How the the one thing that she could understand that's visual is shapes because yeah. she can feel mm. things. But um, that's about it. It's and a good like exercise of Rocky's compassion for yeah. other people. Yeah, like he really cares about people and he tries to work with them. He's a very good guy. And she's. Like you don't know much about horses, do you? It's like no, I ride motorcycles, and like yeah, he's a cowboy. Yeah, and she <coughs> on the steel horse he rides. With a six string on my back, wanted. Stupid ass song. Oh, Bon Jovi can go fuck themselves. They do suck balls. That probably they is suck. their best song, though. I mean, their probably, other songs, yeah. I would what, say, suck more. Living on a prayer is that no? I, what, what? But isn't that another one that they did? Those living on. They a had prayer. a song called Living on a Prayer. Thumbs down from this guy. You know that song? That's great. I hear it like fucking five times a day at work because all they play is the mountain of pure TOS. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. You just want to shoot the fucking radio. I want to shoot the radio. I just want to take a knife and drive it through my fucking temple. Put a screwdriver through your Anything to end the pain. Anything. Oh, Bon Jovi is nothing but pain and no gain. It's a waste of time. So anyway, they um they hit it off pretty good. Like their relationship is very sweet. She obviously can't see his fucked up head, and he is just like a naturally fun person to be around. So without that, like kind of visual barrier between him and most other people yeah, no, they, they hit, hit it off, off really well Laura Dern dude she's just she's, she's definitely good looking I'm she's, not gonna harp she's on she's a beautiful lady she is very pretty and she uh, just seems like such a great person I don't know wonderful yeah wondrous person I'm a fan fanboys yeah. Laura Dern <laughs> fanboys fan represent yeah <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Dern boys <laughs> 
<laughs> and he tells her that Diana is a famous goddess from Greek mythology. I think the next thing is Rusty is back home and she's all tweaked out trying to write Rocky a letter and she's like crying and freaking yeah, out. Yeah, she's a hot, hot mess. Like stinky totally. mess. She's trying to write him a letter and it's all these crumpled up letters she keeps throwing away. So she calls Gar. He leaves work to come over there and try to help her write a letter because she is- just can't do it. She's probably just too fucked up or something. I don't know if she's on drugs or what. I don't know what it is, but she would write like two lines and then tear the page out. Yeah, and the first time I watched away. it, I was wondering, it's like, is she, is she going through withdrawals maybe? Cause it like, could be. Oh. Pretty soon after this, we find out that she'd been clean for a little while. For like the whole summer, right? Yeah, at least bit. probably weeks, if not months. Yeah. yeah. So Rocky and Diana go around riding horses and he tries to describe the scenery, but like she doesn't understand colors. Yeah, and like visual metaphors and stuff. Like billowy, she doesn't understand what that is. Yeah, yeah. and they stop by a tree to eat an apple and shit and he's like, I look like the Greek god Adonis. <laughs> and she's like, damn, you gotta be the most fuckable fuck in the world. <laughs> like, I heard he's gorgeous. And he's like, oh, just kidding. She displays some fucking sweet knife skills, too. She cuts an apple cleanly in half. And oh, she's with blind. the star and everything. Yeah. And she's blind, yeah. That's true, yeah, all by feel. Also, she just had a knife? Yeah. I thought that was weird. She's like, hang on, let me show you something and just pulls a Wasn't knife it, out. Okay, query. Was <laughs> question? Wasn't it a Swiss Army knife, which is a very multi-purpose tool? Oh, I believe. it, it might make more, Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that would make more sense yeah. for her to have that on her. Okay, I used to carry one when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. That makes more sense because I was very surprised she had a knife. I have one in my backpack in case I need to open up a can of soup in the wild. You never know, dude. Drink your own pee and everything. But yeah, like <laughs> head so over he, the piss and nobody gets hurt. Kind of talks a little bit about his condition, and so she touches his face and everything, and she's cool with it. She's like, oh, it looks good to me. Just awesome. Like a hot chick like that. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, man, if only there were more blind hotties. <laughs> Where are the blind hotties, bro? <laughs> But yeah, they go into the kitchen and he tries this thing where he demonstrates color where she holds something cold and like that's blue and something that's room temperature that's green, something hot like that's red. Yeah. There is that idea of like warm and cool colors. Yeah, especially in like comics and stuff. Yeah. This is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. I love this scene so much. When he's teaching her what colors and like what textures are and stuff. Yeah, and like the interaction between the two and just like the casual playfulness, the trust that she has for him. I like him. Great well, scene. something that was really good that you mentioned was like he drops like this hot rock or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh shit!" and picks it up real quick. Like yeah. I really, I bet that was an outtake. It had I to feel have like been. Bogdanovich is such a good director that he would just roll with that. Yeah, yeah. and the actors were so good they just stuck with it. Yeah, it was great. No, it was a really nice heartfelt scene. And then he also demonstrates billowiness. He dumps oh. some cotton balls in her hand, and that I thought that was really cool because I think that would work better than the hot and cold thing of okay, so a cloud kind of would look the way that these cotton balls feel like that's perfect yeah it's great it's a really good scene oh yeah and then like he touches her face like and this is beautiful beautiful. yeah fucking smooth he's got game as fuck dude he's got game af (laughs) the heavy sax and they just fuck right in the kitchen they just fuck it right there they fuck like raw animals yeah they have another little baby rocky and rock s much (laughs) is true (laughs) 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 dude (laughs) Do, 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 do. 
Anyway, yeah, they have like this New Year's Eve in July party with featuring some Beatles songs. It's like I want to hold your hand, and then there was what the song I think it's called "Girl." Yeah, they're dancing together. It's kind of slow dance, very tender moments. He's like, man, this is gonna be a good one for when he needs like those positive thoughts. And I was like, yeah, here's one for the spank bank. <laughs> yeah, this is one for the spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> and they make out a little bit. Yeah, they kiss pretty hard, and the camera comes in tight, and it's like a really real tight. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. We're a bunch of fuck freaks. It's a really that's another good scene. This whole camp thing area is really good. And then it's time to go home and her parents see Rocky and they don't react very well. They are horrified. They are instantly revolved. They're like, Ugh! Yeah. Oh, what the fuck is that? They mask it pretty well, but they are very disturbed at this. Yeah. They've never seen it. They've never been challenged so much in their life. <laughs> yeah. Never. And um <laughs> I mean, when the mom gave birth, it was probably pretty challenging, but nothing like this. Yeah, other than that. That was the other challenge. That and then and Rocky's I think, face. I think Rocky won, yeah, he won some more awards at this camp, just like he did in school. And the dad just looks really confused. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what are you? What is this? And after they leave, Rocky, he mutters to himself, he's like, God damn, son of a bitch. Yeah, he's really sick of this shit. He's so sick of the looks. He'd been hitting it off with her so well. So they leave. Um, yeah, she's it's... very game, by the way. She's like, she's I really want to kiss you, but that. my parents are right Dude, here. Dude, she wants Rocky's D so hard. It's crazy. But no, instead mask she has off. to go. Fuck it, mask <laughs> off. <laughs> mask on crooked. Head on straight, mask on crooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, step and half correctly, his feet are both lefty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Word. So they leave. <laughs> he drank a thousand ices and frozen Pepsis. <laughs> Doritos, Fritos, or Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so Oh, the we gotta play that record after this episode. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the biker patrol shows up. Like, yeah, looking like them. Like Jed Plinkett or whatever. <laughs> Clamp it. That's what it is. Him and his mom share some good news, and mom tells him that she quit the drug. She's clean as a, as a whistle. whistle. Yeah. And he's like, I quit virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I got laid, ma. For real. With and no cash. She fucking paid me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, she paid me double. <laughs> 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 fucking Deuce Bigelow, Rocky Gigolo, dude. Oh, yeah. When's that crossover coming out? Oh, my God. Rob Schneider with the fucking crazy makeup, that douchebag. <laughs> or just hanging out with Rocky. But, yeah, like, he tells them about this girl, Dan. Like, she's beautiful and she's so nice. And she has long blonde hair and she's beautiful. And she's super smart and beautiful and awesome and beautiful. And her name's Laura Dern and she's perfect. And, like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then back at home, Ben shows up. Rocky tries to call Diana, but gets the parents again. They always blow him off every time he calls. They like clearly mm. don't want him to have anything to do with their precious daughter. They don't want that hot shit hanging out with the fucking monster. With an ogre donker. He's an ogre. It's an ogre, mate. <laughs> they watched Hunchback in Notre Dame too many times as kids. Look at his yeah, ogre. and it <laughs> scarred her. And that's why she went blind. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <Bam>. <laughs> <laughs> So Ben's there, and he's got some bad news to break to Rocky. So now this is compounded on the fact that he can't get in touch with his girlfriend. Ben fucking... He's going to Michigan permanently. Yeah, Ben bitches out. He's like, I'm going to work. I can make seven fifty an hour, man. I can make some real money. Which yeah. in 1980 money, that's probably like 17 bucks an hour or something. Pretty yeah. pretty nice like pretty that. Good probably shit. working at a factory yeah. or something back in Michigan. Yeah, because he's like, I hate school. Like, I don't fucking like it here. I can't stand being here anymore. My I mom need. sucks. It 
looks like the trip to Europe is off. He takes the pins off the board. And he tells Ben, like, man, you're stupid. You are so stupid, man. <laughs> it's like, this is why I got my this fucking awesome card out of you, because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I told he him throws about like, it at his face. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's pissed. He's really hitting a low right now. It's, also, the music in the background in this movie, consistently good. I also like that it's part of the background. It's for the, the most diegetic part. music, as they yeah. say, in the biz. Oh, in the biz. Yeah. I learned that in my music history class. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was totally worth the fucking $900. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, UMA. And <laughs> so then he tries to call Diana, gets blown off again. So he's having a bad time. He goes to school the next day. And he gets a big hug from his mom, though, and his big-ass forehead just wedges <laughs> right in between those Luscious, luscious uncontained brawless breasts <laughs> nips and everything <laughs> I don't I want to come off as like a pervert in this episode I think it might be a bit late <laughs> you blew it you done fucked it but all I up mean, she's yeah. also just a very attractive woman in my opinion I am H-O I thought you were going to say I am rogue.com but yeah it's the first time in the movie where you actually see him cry like he goes through a lot of shit in his life but this is definitely his low point emotionally thus far yeah. In the film. <laughs> it's been very strong the entire movie, but this is just too much. Well, it was just kind of a double whammy. His friend bails and his GF is nowhere to be found. And his card set is completed. He doesn't have that thing either to keep him going. Like his grandfather finished it off when he fucked that card up with the tack hole. Yeah. <laughs> asshole. Poor Pee Wee Reese. Uh, he goes back to school and this one guy is like an asshole for no reason. He's, he's like, like, I don't know if that guy's wearing a mask, but we should take it off. You know, he's clearly so trying, loudly. Yeah. wants him to hear what he's saying. Rocky whirls around, picks this guy up by the fucking shoulders. Shoves him right into the locker. Smash him good. Yeah, like that dude out of Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Grand Old Opera. Slams him against the wall over there. And he's like, yeah, I wish you'd take your mask off too. Bitch, and then and does him a good well, shot. I was just imagining like if like somebody that I didn't know who looked like that like shoved me into a wall. I'd crap my pants. I'd be a little <laughs> fucked up. I'd be a little afraid because this person might be scary. He might eat my flesh. You know, you just don't know. Zombie flesh eaters. Zombie flesh eaters. He's gonna cut off his face with the knife that he got from Gar earlier and add it to his face. This is a scene where I think they should have pulled the knife out. Well, he would have been expelled, wouldn't he? If he pulled a weapon like that. Well, yeah. School. If that guy yeah. tattled like a punk bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's not a Which fucking he was. Norg. Which he yeah. I probably was. I'm just thinking Chekhov's gone the whole thing. You're going to introduce a knife in the movie. You should come back later. But. I kind of never liked that rule. Chekhov's gun thing. I don't think she'd always hold the truth. Yeah, like I, I, I think if you just want something to be in a movie just because it's a cool and part of the setting, it can just, just let it be part of the setting. It yeah. I feel like always going by that rule actually makes movies more predictable. Probably, that's, yeah. That's, I guess that's the way I think Because it could be like, oh, there's the apple that's probably poison. And plus, then turns out it's poison. Plus, I don't think this is the kind of movie that really, it doesn't really need that in this kind of thing. Rocky doesn't need to stab somebody. Yeah, he doesn't need to stab somebody. It's a dramatic retelling of like an actual event. Like They don't have to make it like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> the next scene back at the house, like some of the biker guys roll up, including Gar right in the middle. It's kind of funny. They look like the Three Musketeers or something. Yeah. I expected them to do the thing from yeah, like the Three Stooges. For duty and humanity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we find out that Red died. And Red, I don't know if we talked about him much, but he is definitely the oldest of this biker group. Really nice old man. Talks to Rocky about baseball cards 
cards and shit. And you gave him one towards the beginning of the film. Yeah, mm. and we find out that he's been sick for a while. So yeah, he didn't say anything. He hid it from his girl. Yeah. Oh, he's also dating the woman that was the, Ben's mother, right? Yeah, the, uh, the the blonde-haired woman. Yeah, yeah was that Ben's mother? I'm not sure. They, they were hooking oh. up at the carnival, I think. We find out that uh, it's Red Dead's Redemption. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they lower his motorcycle into the grave. Yeah. Yeah. They lay his motorcycle to rest. And I really <laughs> like, the, like sad funny acco- the sad accordion music. I feel like it's really fitting for this funeral scene. Oh, it's perfect. And then, and then this guitar kind of comes in. Yeah. And, and Dozer just, he just looks wrecked, man. He Dozer's looks like he's fucked. been crying all day. And that's not a joke, by the way. They really do lower his motorcycle into the ground. Yeah, they do. I that was cool. I mean, I think that's really cool for a biker funeral. I mean, he probably lived yeah. so much of his life on the back of that hog. Yeah. It is really cool. And like after the initial seeing people lower a bike into a grave, that goofiness of it, it is very touching. And everybody tosses uh, something into the grave, yeah. like including like Babe. Earlier in the movie, Red gave her this good luck charm, and she's like, I told you not to give it to me, and she tosses it in the grave with yeah. the... Gar, he rips a patch <laughs> off of his vest and yeah, throws it Yeah, I think it, it was a there. Harley Davidson patch. Yeah. And then one guy goes fucking nuts. He pulls yeah. out a revolver and gives him a 21-gun salute. A one-man 21-gun salute. This guy, he's sprinting to his bike, pulls out of a bag this gun, waves it around in some guy's face <laughs> right, that is behind Right in front, him. well, right, a guy who's right in front of him. Yeah, and waves it in his hits face. the deck. Very yeah, he ducks dis- down, and he's like, goes to He's like probably <laughs> fucked up. Oh yeah, he's like, probably way been fucked. Slamming whiskey, very and just probably they all have very disgusting display of gun safety. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. The NRA <laughs> would be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> No, they wouldn't. Because they don't care about human beings. They don't give a shit other than profit. Yeah, it's really funny because he's like, 21 gun salute and starts shooting his gun. Six shots because it's a revolver. And he's yeah. like, oh, wait, let me reload. Yeah. He has to reload. He's like, all right, Red, I'm going to fire some more for you. Yeah. Rusty asks Rocky, like, if you want to put something in the grave, too. And he says, I'm not ready to say goodbye to Red yet. Also, you're like, oh, that's not, he's not really there. He's everywhere now. Yeah, like he, he told says, me is nobody ever really dies. Except for the very clearly dead body that's, like, <laughs> like 20 feet back. No one's yeah, ever really gone. He's always the optimist. And he catches a bus and goes to the stable to visit Diana. Yeah, he takes the money that he was saving up for his road trip in order to take a bus to go see her. Yeah, he goes to Foxtail Stables. Yep. And her buddy there, Anne Marie, he looks pretty wigged out by his appearance and I think she does he say something about like how he didn't call but he explains that he did call yeah, yeah and she's and like oh like my your parents, parents yeah. yeah she knows that they suck and she's going to a Santa Barbara which isn't for school which isn't like a million miles away from LA but it is kind of far like if they tried to make it work it would be kind of a long distance relationship Ooh. well he talks about how all this shit in his life's fucking falling apart like his buddy split to go to Michigan and now she's gotta leave but he's okay because she still loves him yeah yeah, she does confirm that um, she still does have feelings for him. Strong feelings. Yeah, yeah, they think they say Very that they love each feelings. other, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, anyway, they have. there's a big party at the house, and Rocky's tired, he's got a headache, and they wanted them to do, like, another musical number like they did earlier with the Little Egypt thing, and he's not feeling it. Yeah, he wants to go to bed early. and He takes all the pins out of his map. Yeah. Before he goes to bed, though, Cher and Sam, they give this look to each other, like, something. It's different than the look they gave each yeah. other the entire movie. It's like they know something's up. He seems off for something tonight. And yeah, he does take all the pins out of the board really slowly, and the last one was, you could tell it's heart-wrenching for him to, to pull that pin out. Yeah, like he's dealing with all that disappointment. You know, the camera pans by his board of cards and it's all completed, and that stuff. And I think Cher, doesn't she like look into his room at him one more time before she closes the door? Yeah. She yeah. has to like tuck him in. And he rolls over. He rolls over and, and shifts a little bit in bed. And the next morning, Cher's in the kitchen, she gets a phone call. Somebody's looking for Rocky. And she finds out that he's not at school 
school. Spoiler alert for two seconds from now. I think at this point, she as soon as she hangs up the phone, I think she already knows that he's dead. I think she knows too. It's like one of those things that's just hanging over. You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And yeah. it's just a matter of when. It's not if, it's just when. She and she goes, goes into his room and feels his head. He's cold. Like he's been dead for a while. Tries to cover him up. Yeah. She's trying to like talk herself through it. Like She's she, like going through the five stages of grief before our eyes. And like yeah. this yeah. is like the denial part of it. Yeah, the first time I watched this, I was really hoping he wasn't dead. I mean, I kind of figured like what else could really be going on. But I like the character that much that I was hoping he'd fucking wake up. Yeah, you'd hoping he he would live a long, healthy life despite yeah. this disease or illness or it's disfigurement. Like, like, it's like the doctor said at the beginning of the movie. He's probably only got about three to six months, and it's been yeah. about three to six months. But if he's I, such I think a, it's been more like a year. If yeah, anything. it's been yeah, it's been about that. a year. Because like at the beginning, he's going into eighth grade, and then later he's going into ninth. So he yeah. did outlive that prognosis. But for once, the doctors were at least sort of close to being right about yeah. how much time he had. And it's just like he's such a rocking dude. You really don't want to see anything bad happen to this no. kid. No, unfortunately, not all the endings are happy. Rusty goes on a rampage. She he's, breaks a bunch of stuff in her freaks in her out, kitchen. Yeah. Breaks all these glasses. She's crying. Knocks over a shelf. She's um, very very upset. And I noticed there was this red spot on her forehead. I wonder if it was makeup or if this is as an actual thing on set where she maybe she had a little bit of a cut. Well, she oh. was smashing the glass around and stuff. It's very possible it could have hit her. In the, maybe in one of the takes like where she cut herself maybe. by accident or something. Which if that was a decision to leave that in, I think that was a great idea. Yeah, it's it's a pretty tough scene to watch. It's very sad. Very sad. And Cher's acting in the scene is really good in my opinion. It's very, very believable. It's like a grieving person. It's better than fucking Moonstruck. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she goes back to his room and puts all the pins back in the map. Yeah. Says, you, you can go where you want, baby. He's everywhere now, you know. Almost maybe like a ritual. You finish this map, maybe he'll come back. He, he, he has some, you know, a drive to do something. He'll come back. He's got unfinished business. He'll come back just like Casper. Yeah, he's a friendly ghost. The next scene, they go to visit his grave. It's interesting, too, because the song playing is Born in the USA. Mm. And as we see on his gravestone, he died in 1980. And that song didn't come out until 83 or 84 which audiences in 1985, of course, would probably know that. So it's, I think it's showing us a passage of time. As a few years have passed, her and Gar are still together. They're still buddies with those. Oh, yes. But probably every year, or maybe several times a year, they just come to pay their respects. Plant some baseball cards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. some flowers. Yeah, it's fucking sad. 1964 to 1980. Is and that the, the guy's actual age? He was born a little bit earlier. The real Rocky was born in 1961 and died in 1978. When those neighbors saw Eric Stoltz in the makeup. The reason that they didn't tell the guy that, oh, I'm just an actor, is they just would have felt bad. Oh. Because they, they just played along because they didn't have the heart to tell him that, no, Rocky's mm. dead. Oh. And although, although the neighbor did say, oh, hey, Rocky Dennis, I heard you died. Huh. That's what the person said, and they just played along like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Rocky. Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah, and no. we hear his poem one more time. It's a voiceover of his poem, reading it, and shares looking off at the sunset. Yeah, and then we have like a wide-angle shot of everybody kind of gathering together. And the, the dog is there, too, from really in the movie it fades to black and we got the dune style credits <laughs> yeah dune style credits man plays the promised land by Bruce Springsteen yep well it shows everybody who played who that's Mask Mask gets a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 83% <laughs> 
It gets a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.11 out of 5 on Rate Your Music. How would you guys rate Mask? The direction of this movie is really good. I really like its realism style. It's like realistic style of acting and environments. And I think the lighting is probably natural for the most part. I liked all of the actors. I thought the casting was really good. I really liked the story. I liked the writing. I would literally recommend this movie to anybody. This movie is really good. It's very family friendly. It's not a lot of like harsh material in this. It was surprising to see this be more of a dramatic, serious, like tearjerker of a movie than a goofball. I expected it to be really unintentionally goofball. What's a movie? I can't think of a movie where they just totally botched this kind of subject matter of a uh, crash. Of, crash. That's a good example. <laughs> where they totally botched like some sort of like serious social issue that they're trying to explore. And this movie really, really pulls it off. And I was very surprised. I wanted to do this episode because I thought the movie would be goofball. I thought it would be very funny and stupid, but no, we got like a very serious, heartwarming and sad movie, but also an encouraging movie of somebody who struggled so fucking much, remained so positive and optimistic and handled everything with so much grace. It's hard not to take something from this movie. It's hard not to like gain some some sort of insight at least and it's better than Moonstruck. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd probably give this movie a 4 out of 5. I was really really surprised that this movie was as good as it is. I'll echo a lot of what Sean just said. The actors were well picked. The music choices were good. The cinematography was pretty good. The lighting, just like this is a really well directed movie. It's paced pretty well. There's some quiet moments but they kind of move right along. This movie like goes by at a pretty good clip. This movie doesn't drag. Not really. Not compared to some of the movies that we've seen. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the best way to describe this movie is really genuine. Like it's it's like a genuinely like heartfelt kind of tale. Yeah, it has a, it has a like a dour and down kind of ending. But it's like what Rocky said: with all the bad in the world, you just got to remember the good shit. I thought that this movie was good shit. I would give this movie a four. Also, I think the reason why we laughed about it, we thought it was gonna be goofy, is like whenever we made a reference to it, we would always like just laugh about it because none of us had really seen it. None of that I have seen it. Yeah, I could totally say I would give this a four. It's pretty good. I would recommend it. Yeah, I'd probably give this like a three point five to a four. I was thinking about a three point five. Talking about it though again and just watching it again, that might bump it up to a four. Might make it unanimous. I don't know. Everybody home can just decide what I actually said <laughs> and take everything I say out of context. Yeah, this was a movie with very good acting, a very good story. I like the setting. I like the whole cast. I like how naturalistic the acting is. I thought, yeah, also the lighting felt very real. Everything about it kind of felt pretty real. And it's like, yeah, this is probably what it'd be like for a guy that looked like this. Yeah, we kind of thought it would be like a cheese ball, maybe more of a Hallmark Hall of Fame sort of a thing. <laughs> but it really wasn't. It played it straight. It was definitely a movie with a lot of emotion that didn't feel manipulative. I think that's something I really kind of hate in movies is Excellent where word. I know that a lot of people like this movie and it wasn't a terrible movie, but my problem with Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie <laughs> we did like two or three years ago, was that it felt like it changed tone so much from like kind of like a douchebag comedy to like trying to make you cry and I was just wasn't having it and in this movie you know they earn those feelings that they get out of you it's a very well made movie well acted I really can't think of much of anything that I didn't like about it if you like movies you probably will like this movie as far as family friendliness there are certain things like there's a lot of drug content and some rough language but I think it's something that if it's presented to kids over a certain age in the right way uh, they'll get the right things out of it good movie recommended 3.79 <laughs> so next week's movie, uh, I guess we're going to do Shrek 2 from 2004. So in the meantime, check us out.
out monocoolmoviedudes.com. We're also on iTunes, or I guess they're calling it Apple Podcasts, which I think sounds stupid because it's like Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and it's like they're trying to make you say it with a lisp. I don't want to do it. Welcome to Apple What's Podcast. wrong with iTunes? Either way, rate, review, subscribe us. We actually have a rating now on iTunes. We have five ratings, all of them five stars. All right on. So that's how you know we're good. Yeah, yeah. baby. So, right hey, on. we still don't have any reviews. So, hey, be the, the first person to review us mm-hmm. and request a movie, and we'll probably do it. Um, we will. Yeah, unless it's Sleepless in Seattle. Or uh, a Serbian film. I, I draw the line there. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, we might do guinea pig. Have some but. taste. Uh, we're yourself. also on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're not on YouTube anymore. We got banned. They dropped a band hammer on us because we stole a lot of people's music, whatever that means. On what? No, they've been cracking down hard on that kind of shit lately. YouTube is a bunch of fiddly fuck fuck wads, dude. Fiddle fucks and flute holes. Yeah, they probably would have <laughs> yeah. demonetized us anyway if we were even monetized. Apparently, if you say a cuss word in like the first 30 seconds of your video, you're automatically demonetized now. <laughs> they've gotten really aggressive with their ads, pushing their whole new like YouTube Red subscription service. It's basically turning into TV, YouTube. You disappoint me. But I'm anyway, sorry. hey, we're not there anymore, so fuck them. Uh, <laughs> if you want a full list <laughs> of places YouTube. to listen to us, because there's quite a few, go to mondocoolmoviedudes.com slash links. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash mondocoolmoviedudes, and we're on Twitter, at mondocoolmovies, and you can email us at mondocoolmovies at gmail.com. So thanks again for listening. We, I know we don't have that many fans. We have a few fans. If you've been waiting for a new episode for a year, I really am sorry that yeah, we left you sorry, hanging man. for this long. Yeah. But um, at least for the next few months, if not longer, we really do plan on doing episodes more regularly again. So we had a ton of fun doing this. To mm-hmm. us, at least, it felt like not that much time had really passed. And I hope that this episode lived up to the mark of quality that you're used to from us <laughs> at Monocle Movie Dudes. So hey, join us again next time for Shrek 2. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.